As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the socks run the south, the cubs run the north, but the bears run the house. You Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Hell yeah. Oh boy. Episode 100, we made it. Woohoo! <laughs> yes, sir. It's brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingcode.com and get your official TCSF Podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Go and get your official TCSF shirts now. Wild hundreds. And it's a hot commodity. Every time I go to the bar, I was like, can I get a t-shirt? I'm like, yeah. yeah go to the website. The link. Here's the link. <laughs> get stuff for free. Thanks for listening. Yeah. As always, I'm Big Z and I'm here with my boy E-Rock. What up, E? What's up, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. If you are a first timer or a long timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and, and uh, go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. And you can find us on Facebook at True Chicago Fans. You can follow us on on Twitter at True Shy Fans and on IG at True Chicago Sports Fans. And don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash True Chicago Sports Fans. Go on over there, click on support, and you can subscribe for as low as 99 cents a month. Do you like the show? I do. Are you a fan? I am. Then tell your friends, and they will tell their friends, and we can all be friends. Ladies and gentlemen, it is episode 100. If you like the content, share it. You have 99 other episodes aside from this one <laughs> to share with your friends and family. Anyone that likes sports, if you like the Cubs, the Sox, the Bears, the, the Fires. I guess. I guess. You're, <laughs> maybe you're fired after that. But look, if you like the show, if you like the content, if you like to come on every week and laugh with us, tell your friends so we can all laugh together. Together. Listen, joining us today for episode 100, a very special guest host from the Sean and Maya in the morning from Sports Zone Chicago. Sean Sierra's in the house. Welcome to the show. The Superbacks in the house, baby. Oh, boy. What's going oh. on, baby? What is going on? Hey, E, I had to bring in a ringer. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, he's a Sox fan, baby. I know it, man. I look, Outnumbered. We, we, we've had more Sox fans on this show than any other... You know what I mean? Like they, they respond to their phone messages, sir. That's because no one else is calling. Hey, what, <laughs> what, Silence. What was your, what was the score of the Cubs game today, sir? What was the score of the Sox game? The good team. Uh, well, it was a lot less, <laughs> a lot less than eighteen to four, bro. He had a football score. What's going on, Sean? How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me on uh, on your special show, your 100th, your century show, and I uh, appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. 
Absolutely. I mean, look, this is this is exciting for us. You know, last year when we had our one year anniversary, we did our party over there. You yeah. came through there. We had all of the people that we had on the show. We've had so many great guests on the show. Zambrano, Izzy Gee, and Junior. I mean, like there's been so many different people to come through, come on the show, talk sports with us. Ill Brown doing doing the uh, uh, NFL breakdowns. Our NFL Bears breakdowns the whole first season. We got a special drop in from him today as well. Talk about some Bears. So look, this is an exciting time for us. And uh, you know, look, Z, congratulations, brother. We made it to 100. Yeah, it's it's weird to say that. It was really weird because we started. With the Michael Wozniak uh, interview, yep. and and that was a fluke because, you know, he responded to an Instagram story. We we made a meme. The only man to beat Jordan one on one, and yep. he responded. He's like, "That's my dad." And we're like, "Bullshit!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he starts sending us pictures. I'm like, "Oh shit, he really is." And then you know, I had, I literally had my iPad and I recorded the the uh, the conversation uh, was FaceTime well, yeah, conversation at, with at, my phone. Yeah, because at the time, you know, when when he when he responded to that, I was like, we 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 talked about it before. I was like, we either got to do a blog or something, but we have to interview this guy yeah. and record it and figure out what we're gonna do with it. And that that was the. Uh, the very awkward sounding episode one, but hey, I mean that's how it started. You know what I mean? That's what it was. I had no idea what I was doing with episode one, man. We made it to hundred. We still don't know what the fuck we're doing. So. <laughs> this is why I bring a professional, hey. sir. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how's the week been, man? Oh, it's been nice, man. I get to wake up whenever the fuck I want now. <laughs> uh, it's nice. I get to go out and hang out with some friends. I need to catch up with uh, a lot of cleaning around the house, a lot of dog hair. If you have a dog, you know what. Exactly what I'm talking about. Um, my entertainment center, man. And there's something that you guys would understand. You guys both like music. My uh, and my receiver on my TV. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sound went yep. out. My techniques. Oh. I've had it for oh, over man. 20 years. That, I mean, that's a pretty good run. Yeah, it's been a good run. You might want to. <laughs> You might want to put her out the pasture and go get another one. Yeah, I got to go get another one. Uh, I don't know. I, I was like, man, do I take it into the shop? Will they even have parts for it? It's 20 years old. Probably not. No, they probably have parts for it because like a lot of those components right there are pretty basic. You know what I mean? I they checked the fuses. The fuses were fine. Yeah, but you got so a gonna lot be, of, It's going to be a resistor. You got to resist your capacitors. You got a yeah. lot of different things in there. I mean, a lot of times, even with like vintage audio, like it's really about cleaning or changing the capacitors on those and then you're good to go. That's usually the flux what capacitor? It, but, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go back to the future and listen to your eight music this is all you do every I day know, I, know, I, know, I, know, I know i know i know uh so i mean it's been nice the weather's been beautiful so being able to get out uh yep. walk the dog um gonna you know put the air in the tires and hopefully i can get down to the lakefront and uh not get shot yeah well i mean just hey that's out of your control you gotta weave <laughs> bob <laughs> and with duck and move. move i'm just gonna ride it into the lake it's probably the safest place to be man <laughs> yeah, but going into that lake right now might be a little bit safer for sure yeah yeah how was your week brother Look, man, another busy week of softball. First of all, on Monday, we took out the number one team who was undefeated. Now, like I said before, my team has not been defeated. They got a loss on a technicality. Honestly, it was which a technicality, BS. which is bullshit. And that was the only time, the only team that they tied against, right? So while I was in New York, that's when they took that L, which is bullshit. I still, where were you? I, you know where I was. Well, no, say it again. New York. You know where I was. New York? What do you want to... What do you want? Hey, I'm talking over yeah, here. You sound like, you yeah, you sound like Anthony Fuentes now. Like, I, I was in New York. I was in New York. Yeah, New Yorker. I was in Yonkers. That guy was a piece of shit. Yeah, that, now I sound like... <laughs> <laughs> no, but so so we went up there. We, we, uh, we faced the... 
previously undefeated River Grove Rockets, and we beat them by a score of 65, 6-5. And let me tell you, you want to talk about, like, I am not one to bite my nails, but uh, I'm down to my knuckles right now. That, that was, just, that was like, I, I didn't know what to expect out of that game. We had a game the weekend before, and we just told me, so you got, girls, you got to show up tomorrow. And, and we pulled it out. I mean, it was, it was a tight game. We beat them, so right now we're basically tied with them. But then... On on uh, on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. we go and play against one of the teams that we already beat early in the season. We beat them eighteen to three, and we barely win this game. We won fifteen to thirteen, and it had to come down to like the very last. We played a full game because most of the time we don't get the full six inning game where you have the last inning that's undefeated, or, uh, un, uh, unlimited. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like they came out and they did their thing. But oh my god, you want to talk about a heart attack? I'm like, please don't tell me you're gonna lose after all this shit. You're gonna lose to a other uh, a team with one win. A team that you beat eighteen to three. It was it was nuts. It was crazy. So two tight games this week, but they managed to pull it off. I, I, I couldn't be more proud of this team. I mean, they're they're very resilient. They go up there even after a win like that. They'll still kind of they they kind of focus on man. I wish I would have done this better or that better. But I mean, like you gotta you got these are twelve year old girls. You gotta boost them up, boost their ego. And and like I said before. It's important to be the senior sometimes, right? Sometimes you're a freshman, sometimes you're a senior. Right now they're the seniors, and they got to carry down. And, and we got like two more games before we go into the playoffs. We're probably gonna get a bye with the record we have right now. So it's coming up soon. So we'll see what happens, man. Well, you're gonna have a lot of good weather. It's supposed to be 90s this week. So oh yeah, <laughs> nice and toasty. Well, and that's the thing too is that we had so many of these games that were rescheduled because of the rain. Out, we yeah. had like we had like a whole weeks, like four or five games in a week that got rescheduled because of rain. So we're we're able to get these games in now. And uh, look, I mean, it's a lot of fun and, and it's it's great to see these girls grow over the years that we've been coaching them and they're just having a good time right now you know what i mean like so it's just it's just a lot of fun that's great sean you you coach any girls softball uh no okay <laughs> <laughs> so just two of us okay yeah i mean look it, it, it's a it's a whole different dynamic as a coach of a girl you know what i mean and, oh, and yeah. a girl's team and being a you know and and you gotta watch of, your tone and how you talk to them because you can I, hurt somebody's feelings I, really I, quick I, I did scare one girl the yeah. other day because she's looking she's happy she's like smiling and shit you know almost like a like a like a dog that's happy he's like oh <laughs> you know what i mean i'm like pay attention and then she kind of just kept staring at me and i was like hey and her eyes went from like oh i'm happy to like oh shit that big guy is yelling at me. But to be fair, I was on the outside of a big chain link fence. Big ass ogre yelling at me. Right, ah. right. And I was I was on the other side of the chain link fence, you know what I mean? So she was like, there's a gorilla in that cage. Get ready to get me. <laughs> but but I'll, I'll say it right now is that, you know, one of the most fortunate things that we have on this team, we have our head coach is female. And I feel like in, in women's sports, especially girls' sports, it's important to be represented. We talked about that before, about representation yeah. matters. So for these little girls to see someone who used to play youth softball, as a coach now mm-hmm. leading a team I mean I think that's important too Very so, important. I mean you know look it's a lot of fun and uh, you know like we were talking about the, the summer it's here baby mm-hmm. if you need a fresh start <laughs> let me tell you about a great opportunity with our friends over at ACSI with over 50 expert technicians in the Chicagoland area ACSI offers a one stop shop for telecom wiring whether residential cable installation fiber to the home or commercial structured cable wiring ACSI is a proud part Partner of both Comcast and Astound, powered by RCN. Fans, let me tell you the most impressive thing about ACSI. The ACSI crew did their thing during the COVID-19 pandemic, and ACSI was awarded Hacia's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. 
The best part is that ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now hiring for field sales technicians and project managers. Check out ACSI.tech. That's ACSI.tech and click on careers to apply today. ACSI is an equal opportunity employer. Go get you a job. Please go get a job this week. We talked Chicago baseball with Sean Sierra. And like I said before, a bonus guest. We have we talked some Bears football with Ill Brown. Plus, stirring the pot and what you looking at. But first, this is the big three with Big Z. Thanks, E Rock. I'm Big Z, and you guys are not. <laughs> you always fuck that up. You always fuck that up. What are you talking about? I'm Big Z and you're not. I know, but not, there's two not of us. You guys. That's what? the line. You're not. But there's two of you. I understand how numbers work. Oh, good. Good. You always fuck that up when there's more than one person. That's the line. And I'm still leaving it in there. Yeah. Anyways, I'm Big Z and you're not. <laughs> so <laughs> now, now for know. today's stories. Now you know why I drink. Yeah, well, it's not your segment, sir. <laughs> All right, story number one. A man in a wig was detained after throwing a piece of cake at the Mona Lisa. Yes, a man who seems to be disguised as an old woman in a wheelchair threw a piece of cake at the Mona Lisa in Paris. Uh, There's a video posted on social media that shows the security guards at the Louvre escorting the man away this past Sunday as he spoke in French about the planet. Think of the earth. What? That's what he said. Think of the earth. But he said it in French, so I I can't say it in French. Oh, I can say it in French. Pour vous français? It. Croissant? Yes. Croissant? Wee wees, bonbons, and all that good shit. Oh, man. The 36-year-old man who was detained <laughs> and sent to a psychiatric unit, according to Associated Press. Uh, if you don't know, the Mona Lisa was painted by Leonardo da Vinci between 1503 and 1519. Not DiCaprio? Uh, no, wrong dude. Wrong oh, dude. That's shit. the guy on, on, the, on the, yeah. Painted like, like one of your French girls. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking whores. <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's my segment, because I get to crack you guys up. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, moving on. Story number two. Hold uh, up, hold up. What kind of cake was it? I mean, like we. You, it how, doesn't say what kind of cake. I mean, you know the French. Was it wasn't a baguette. It wasn't. I don't know. Probably not tres leches. Yeah. yeah. No, probably not. Probably <laughs> he not hates tres leches. leches. <laughs> I love tres leches. What are you talking about? I love that shit. I'm like, who doesn't like wet cake? Anyway, anyway. <laughs> hey, I, I bet you that Mona Lisa still had that fucking smug ass look cake, on her cake, face. Cake, cake, cake. <laughs> Oh, the sound effects that will be going into this episode tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyways, I don't know what cake it was. It doesn't say. It just says you threw a cake at the at the at the thing. It has a protective glass. I'm so sick of that smug bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, brown girl. All right, all right. Story number two. Calm down, there, killer. Uh, Geico has been ordered to pay a Missouri woman $5.2 million after she contracted an STD in a car. What? What? (laughs) (laughs) A Missouri woman was awarded $5.2 million in a settlement from an insurance company, which is Geico, after contracting a sexually transmitted disease from her partner in his vehicle, which was insured by the company. This is what the court's documents show. 
The woman in Jackson County, it was a Jackson County resident, says she contracted HPV from her partner who was insured by Geico. You know what they should do? They should give her five million, five point what for? Five point two million. Five point two million dollars in condoms. Batteries. <laughs> nah, nah. Yeah, you know. yeah. Here's some uh, Trojan stock. How about that, bitch? <laughs> Look, you know, no, actual condoms. <laughs> you not, just you, just ship her a box every week. Here you go. You're not supposed to put the gecko inside. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you don't. You don't supposed to let him crawl in there. Like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, in April of 2021, Geico denied coverage and refused her settlement offer after, and then they went to court. Like, yeah. I mean, this, and the court sided her. Anything. That's exactly. This is a wonderful country. <laughs> <laughs> this is a wonderful country. That is one of the, yeah. I mean, we've had a lot of wild shit on this show, but that was one, that's definitely one of the weirdest ones. I mean, you're having sex in a car Well, I'm, yeah. with a dirty dude. Uh, clearly. Clearly, dirty, dingy dude. This, hey, I, I wonder if that dude ever had a penis attached to his arm. Oh, what a callback! Yeah. What a callback! Sean, do you hear about this story? Comedy. So this dude had uh, had some issue where they had to remove his penis, and they needed a blood supply, and apparently the uh, belly wasn't working, so they attached it to his arm. <laughs> so he had a penis attached to his arm, uh-huh. and there was a time where he hugged his grandma and it hit her in the face, and it hit her in the face. <laughs> So does it does it get wet or is it it just it flopping around? It's just flopping around. It's just oh okay. Yeah, I was like that'd be pretty weird if he got he got, he got excited, excited. He got, he got because it's not pretty weird that he has an arm <laughs> that attached to his arm that he hit his grandmother in the face with. If we're going, let's go all the way. <laughs> so is it circumcised or what? Was it? Just asking for a friend. Oh, that's a spicy meatball. Why wouldn't you use the other arm to hug your grandma? That's my question. Well, maybe she was a robust woman. You had to use two arms. Ain't nothing wrong with robust women, man. <laughs> yeah, but it is if you, have, if you need to hug it with two arms with a dick. And a dick. <laughs> All right, moving on to number three. Oh, nice and clean story. Yeah, story number three is going to actually be a clean one. Title Nine is uh, celebrating their 50th anniversary. And if you don't know what Title Nine and what it's done for women, uh, read a book. Or, you know, go on the internet and fucking read something. So, Title IX, for those who don't know, is the most commonly used name for the federal civil rights law in the U.S. that was passed as part of the Education Amendments of 1972. It prohibits sex-based discrimination in any school or any other education program that receives funding from the federal government. This includes... Uh, uh, pregnancy, sexual orientation, and gender identity discrimination. So the 50th anniversary of that, making sure that all women, especially important for for someone like me with daughters, that that play sports. Right? I mean, it it, it makes it possible. As we're sitting here watching the Chicago Sky game, That's makes rare. it possible and makes it uh, illegal to discriminate uh, based on gender identity. You know? Yeah, it's it's a huge thing, especially uh, we. Both coached girls. I've also been an AD, and I've been at a school where I had to completely turn around the whole program because they had way more sports for boys, and right, that's right. completely illegal. And they were just non-compliant. And I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. So me being a freshman teacher, I'm like, hey, every one of these girls in this room, they're all going to play a sport. What? Yeah, pick a sport that you want to try out. Right. I don't care if we win or lose, but you're going to try something out. And then if you get good at it, then we'll move you up a level. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to have, you know, three levels of softball, three levels of basketball, three levels of everything. 
get get the girls out there. Get, mm-hmm. go, go play some, go play a sport. Stay off the street, and remember that you're a student athlete. And for for me, it made a big difference to put all these girls into sports, and now see them going into college and right. playing these sports that they didn't want to play. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, my my daughter's already talking about wanting. She she asked my wife the other day. She goes, "Is there any professional softball?" Leagues and my wife was like, no, and I'm like, yeah, no, there yes, is. they are, there is. I yes, mean, Jenny it's not, Finch. Yep. It's, yeah, it's not lucrative. It's not lucrative by any means. But I no. mean, like, you know, and, and the teams are, you have much less teams, you know, than you do in the male what sports. The, what are the National Fast Pitch League? Is that what it is? Yeah, 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 you yeah, got yeah. The, the Chicago Bandits is the local. The Bandits, team, right? yes. yeah, yeah. We we went to go see them play a few years ago, and we have like one of the official softballs, the diamond softballs they they use here. Uh, but I mean, like, look, this is. This, this just goes along with anything else like I talked before about representation. It matters until it doesn't matter. And now let, let's not pretend like women's sports still gets funding. You know what I mean? Like the men's the, the men's sports do. Like you look at, I think it was soccer. a story not too long ago about like the difference between either soccer or, or basketball. You see like the girls get like, you know, a, a fucking bow flex and, you know, a, a box of cornflakes and the guys get, you know, all this like weightlifting equipment. Oh, and all. Yeah, 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 the college. It was in a tournament. It was in uh, the NCAA, NCAA tournament. tournament. Yeah. yeah. And there. They were upset about it. Um, and they should be. It, yeah, and, you know, here's the reason. Here's they should be because I know the, the women's sports. And don't get me wrong, women's college basketball is is a, Big. Uh, a, 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 a generating sport, big time generating sport. Right. But it's not what it is for men. No. But so for you know for that, you know, how much do you need? How much do you need for for men's? Like you have more than enough. You know, especially if you're, if it's a, a big time school, a Big Ten, a SEC, a Big Twelve school. Like yeah, your football programs, your basketball programs—they need to fund all the other programs, you know, and, and right. give them, um, you know, uh, equal access to, yeah. to equipment. And my thing is this: is like you look at when you talk about the tournament. I mean, it's a men's tournament and the women's tournament. Why is it that you can't schedule out times to have equal opportunity to use that equipment? It's the, Why does it have to yeah. be separate equipment? You know, what I mean? it, it, it's it's just dumb. dumb. And the biggest thing right now, like I know you're not a big soccer person, but with the women's soccer, uh, U.S. soccer team won. Their appeal to get paid yes, as much as the men pay. equal pay. Yeah, that makes total sense because they're the ones that have been carrying the U.S. flag. Oh, a hundred percent. Well, a hundred percent, especially in, in, in a soccer. sport like yeah. soccer yeah. for the U.S. and the international play and stuff like that. I mean, let, let, let's be honest. I mean, like you know, men are babies when it comes to most things. And I mean, you know, if you're not married, you look into your mom. You know what I mean? Like that's what it is. So you're either you're your mama's boy or you're sitting there doing whatever your wife tells you to do. And that, that's right. That's, that's just what it is. You know what I mean? Like, and and that's that's a fact. So I mean, like I, I feel like a lot of times I, I feel like I respect. Uh, 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 the idea of what women can do more because I have daughters, because I'm, you know, my, my wife is there helping every step of the way, you know, leading the charge most of the time. I mean, shit, I had to watch the kids for three days and I'm lost at the time. I'm dead. I'm fucking exhausted. I'm like, how the fuck? Where, where, where are we supposed to do? What am I supposed to do with this child? You know what I mean? You're like, where does she, where does your wife get the energy to do it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, I get it now. I mean, I kind of, I, I still want to take a nap. I'm tired as fuck, but yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate her even more. Nyquil, Nyquil. Yeah, hey, oh shit, hey, you know, hey, a little, a little whiskey on the thumb. Never. There heard you go. That's yet. right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Way to end the uh, segment there, Larry. Sir. <laughs> I'm Big Z, and that's news to me. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. We all know that 2020 was no joke, and with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. 
ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, -hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. This is Enrique Calderon coming to you from True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast. Come check me out on social media, Enrique Calderon Official on Instagram and Facebook. Check us out. Y te lo dice Enrique Calderon. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. This is Three and Out. Alongside with Sean Sierra joining us today for Three and Out, friend of the show, Il Brown is back to talk to us about some Bears football. What up, Il? What's going on, man? Whole lot of new developments. Uh, new coaching staff, new culture, new season on the brink, man. I'm excited. I'm, I'm super excited. Man. It's, it sounds like it's more like uh, like a spring training for you, right? You know, for, for me, a baseball head, spring training <laughs> is like, yeah, I'm excited. There's so much hope. And you're like, oh, my God, these guys are going to do so well. And these are expectations that are out there. And this is what it's like for the football heads. Absolutely, man. Uh, you know, it starts right up. Uh, the pre-draft process for me, man. Uh, soon Super Bowl is over, I'm like renewed with confidence and vigor and all that good stuff that you know comes comes along with being a Bears fan. You know what I mean? Uh, usually to get stone cold stunned by the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that's life as a Bears fan, uh, I suppose, right? Hey, but before we get too deep into it, why don't you remind our audience about your time with the Bears? Oh, yeah, it was extremely brief, man. Uh, spent some time with the Bears, uh, the Colts, and uh, I'm not even going to say it, that team north north of the border. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did you even cash those checks? Uh, actually, it was, it was uh, being on, like, the practice squad and stuff like that is, is an interesting process, man. So it's like a flat salary. Uh, it's it's not even league minimum, but all the per diem stuff is really cool, and uh, you get like these you get like this weird like I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a kind of like a key to the city or like mm. a Willy Wonka golden ticket <laughs> okay. where you like go around town and nobody recognizes you and you don't want to wait in line. You could just be like, hey, I play for the Bears. And it's like, oh, come on in, and it's like cool. Nobody knows my name, but it's all right. <laughs> all right, man. So, you know, 
last last season we uh we kind of did our own thing here but the first season that we were on the show we had you on all the time breaking down every bears game and one of the things that i i remember very distinctly was your displeasure with matt Nagy, and i know you wanted him gone for a long time i don't think if i if i recall correctly you didn't even want him back last season so now that your wish has been granted tell me what is your initial thoughts and feelings about this new coaching staff and this new uh, gm uh, big fan of Ryan Poles, man. Uh, I actually remember him, man, uh, from from the combine many, many, many moons ago. Uh, I actually was at the uh, privilege of covering the combine. He was still with the Chiefs, and uh, he looked like he looks like an offensive lineman. I remember <laughs> walking around and uh, just you know being like, man, that dude uh, has a presence about him. You know what I mean? He he was a uh, He's really sharp, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I got I got to see him kind of like eavesdropping a little bit, seeing him, you know, talk to some prospects and talk to some of the coaches. And I was like, wow, man, this dude, uh, he, he may have a future as a GM one day. And lo and behold, look look look, look at him now. He's a GM, my favorite team. So uh, it's a really good fit, man. He's a no nonsense guy, which is what I like. Uh, don't sugarcoat anything, man. Uh, uh, the, I think the biggest thing I like when he came in is uh, he didn't let the McCaskies jerk him around. Mm. He said, look, I'm not going to take this job unless y'all leave me the hell alone. Let me do what I do. Like, he set the tone out the gate. Nobody else has ever come in as a GM and said that. Like, he literally was about to get on the plane if, if they wouldn't answer that question of his correctly. So... He set the tone right away for me. That that's that's a good thing. Uh, Coach Flues, he's a pro. Uh, remember him uh, back in his Cowboys days, man. When uh, he was he was uh, I think linebacker, linebackers coach. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember him from the combine, man. Very intense guy. Uh, you guys are gonna love him. He is a throwback, but he's uh, he's a versatile coach. He doesn't. You know what I mean? He, he he's one of the guys that lets the offensive coaches do their thing, and uh, he just enhances what's what's going on. You know, in, in, in the coach's room, man. He's not he's not one of those guys that's uh, you know going to overstep his boundaries, man. He's going to let Luke uh, Luke Getty do his thing, and he trusts his coordinators. And it, this is this is going to be a similar culture shift, kind of like from. Uh, I would say Dick Duran the Lovey, where uh, Dick Duran had a ton of good players, kind of didn't know what to do with it, and then Lovey Smith came in and was like, hey, we're going to do it this way, and it's going to work. And, and it, uh, it would have really worked if we would have had a better quarterback. So, uh, <laughs> Rex uh, is our quarterback. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I like? I like uh, what Ryan Poles has done as well. Um, and you're right from from Jump Street. He said, "Listen, he goes, I'm doing the interviews now." And McCaskey, get out <laughs> in much nicer terms, of course. But for all intents and purposes, you don't know what you're doing. So, get out. I got it. Uh, him, him, like you said, taking control of the uh, of that situation immediately gave me it, it. I perked up. I was like, "Oh, okay. You got a guy with some balls, who you know, first time GM, standing up to you know the owner of the one of the owners of the franchise." Uh, the charter franchise in the NFL. I'm like, I like it. Um, and then what he's done to this point, um, they have a plan. 
and they they adhered to that plan. Yep. He whether we liked it. it or not. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Whether we liked it or not, and there are some things I didn't like, but whether we liked it or not, he adhered to his plan, mm-hmm. and you got to respect the dude for that big time. So. Tell me about some of the things you didn't like, because I, I think a lot of people were upset about them getting rid of Khalil Mack, not uh, re-signing some of the other guys that they let go. Allen Robinson, I mean, I, I'm not, I wasn't crying about the fact they didn't bring back A-Rob, because he really didn't impress was, me as, as much. I mean, not existed last, last season. Like, granted, That's like, fault. It, it, no, not at all. He didn't have, he's never played with a great quarterback, but at the same time, I feel like he quit on the team a lot. You know what I mean? So I wasn't crying that they didn't, they didn't try to bring him back. About quitting? There, there comes a point when you're, you know, there's a situation. Look at the targets. Like Allen Robinson was pretty healthy last year. Mm-hmm. And look at the targets he had. Um, the ball wasn't going to him. Um, he's your number one receiver. You paid him to be your number one receiver. You franchised the dude. He was making, what, $16, $18 million. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just by that alone, you know, why is he not getting a bulk of the targets? I don't know. You know, in, in the end zone, I mean, in the red zone, you didn't, you didn't throw a ball up to him, which is his forte. You know, no pun intended, former Chicago Bear. But, you <laughs> no, know, no, no, that's no. that's what he does. And to not take advantage of that, you know, that, that bothered me. There was a lot of things that this that uh, the previous regime didn't do. Um, it started yeah. it started for me year one when he didn't use Jordan Howard. And that that was a huge red flag for me. And people were like, no, no, he's good, he's good. Like, yeah, he went 12-4, and four, but there's something, I, I didn't like the guy. So um, the, the biggest thing about polls, I really wanted a number one receiver. And I, I understand people's uh, argument for the the opposite for uh, uh, the de- they, they went too deep. Yeah, DBs. they went defense. But yeah. my question is this: is like so you turn it over to give it to what type of offense? All right, you know, get to have a puncher's chance. Give Justin Fields a one dude who you know. Give him an Alshon Jeffrey type, some guy who can go up and get it in the end zone from thirty-five yards in. Go get it, you know, because I'm tired of the. Giving it of the defense being phenomenal, getting the ball, getting takeaways, and then turning it over to an impotent offense, and they end up with, with three points. Let's go for the big one. Get get one guy who, who you know. Who's that guy? Who's that guy on your on your wish list? Well, there are a couple in the draft that I wanted because mm-hmm. now now they're they're sal- they're uh, the salaries controlled. Um, you know, you're not going to pay him a big a big piece like the the guy that I want now. But uh, you know, like I, I who was available? Um, uh, Perkins. Mm. Uh, Pickens, not Pickens. Yeah, 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 Pickens yeah. from Georgia. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. And um, the kid from Chicagoland area, um, Alec. Uh, oh, he went, yeah. to, he went uh, to the Alex Colts. Pierce, Pierce went to the Pierce. Colts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the, and, and Alex Pierce was a hands catcher. You know what I mean? Like he didn't see a lot of stuff going to his body. It was all hands. Had good, had great speed. So I wanted that because listen, defense turns the ball over. We go up. You know, Darnell Mooney, I, I don't think he's a number one. I think he's no. a phenomenal. I think he could be – he reminds me of an Alshon Jeffrey in the sense that he could be an all-pro number two, but not a, not a number one. I feel like they're they're trying to give the, the offense a try-it-out year to see what they're going to do, to see what kind of development they can get with Justin Fields to know if they're going to have to go back to the drawing board because I feel like on defense they have some pieces that they feel confident in, but they were filling the holes there. They're like this – the defensive side of the ball was almost complete. You had a couple of players that left that we all know, but they were, the defensive side of the ball was almost complete. So let me fill the holes where I have the biggest need so that if I do – 
you know, get the ball back to the offense. We can see what we have here, right? So that was my my thing about them going after the defense because, yeah, we know they have uh, offensive uh, inefficiencies, but I'm looking to see what they're going to do with guys like Cole Komet. You know, what what else they're going to do with a guy with, like Khalil Herbert? I mean, I think that what they're doing right now is they're showing you that we are going to be a hard-nosed, tough, you know, uh, uh, smack-you-in-the-face team again. I mean, they brought over a... a, a a fullback, you know what I mean? Like, oh, when's sorry, the last time? The you know I what I mean? I so, that. I mean, I got a chubby when I saw, when I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Will, let me ask you: What do you think about the moves that Ryan Poles made? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, agree with you, uh, Eddie. I'm uh, I'm a fan of him, man, because uh, you know this is clearly a rebuild. Like, let's, let's make no mistakes about it, right? Uh, you trade guys like Khalil Mackey, King Hicks go. Uh, you're trying to stack draft capital. Uh, I think it's a step in the right direction, man. You're going to go into 2023 with a crap ton of cap room, mm-hmm. and a lot of guys that would have that would have will have shown you what they're made of with kind of a trial year, like you said, right? So, uh, actually, uh, I think Darnell Mooney, to me, uh, I think he eventually can develop into a number one. Uh, he's real Stefan Diggs is. To me, like kind of in that five ten five eleven range, mm-hmm. great route runner. He can be able. To, he can. I think he could develop into a number one. But uh, you still are going to have the opportunity to really overhaul the offense. This year is really is about uh, putting the pieces in place on the defense. Hey, come on, this is the Bears. We're going to always have defense. Every team has like their knack for stuff. Mm-hmm. The Packers always have a quarterback. The Bears always have a stout defense. It's just what we do. So it's a culture change now where uh, now we're trying to actually flip that to the other side of the ball to match up with, you know, these top 10, top five defenses wherever to churn out. Seems like every four years, here comes another top five Bears defense, right? So uh, I have a great belief in what Justin Fields is about to do this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this, this is a kid that that is obsessed with being great. He's excelled at every level and, and puts the work in necessary to do to do so. So um, you give this guy all the reps, like we said, the Peyton Manning treatment when we first right, came. right, and, and all and, the reps. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to get into. I mean, with Justin Fields, I mean, we saw last year, uh, you know, before the draft even happened, you know, the 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 Matt Nagy. Uh, you know, experiment, experience, experiment, whatever you want to call it. I mean, he basically the they yeah, they, they brought over you know Andy Dalton and, and promised him the starting gig right off the bat. And I mean, you hadn't even gone into the draft yet; you didn't know where you were going to really be. Because I mean, we knew that the one thing I'll say about Ryan Pace is that he had no qualms about moving to get where he thought whatever guy he wanted to draft. That's who he was. He was a gambler. He was a big you know gambler. I mean? So at, at the very He's least, he was going to go out and get who he wanted. And when he saw that he had an opportunity to bring Justin fields to the chicago bears he went out and did it but the problem is that Nat- matt Nagy already went out there and basically handed the keys to uh, andy dalton the red rocket red rifle whatever the hell you want to call this guy and now red riding hood you know what I mean? yeah little red riding hood that's you know right what i mean and 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 you know we even up until last year we had people talking about well well what about nick Foles? what about nick Foles? nick Foles has been a bum except for once ever in his life i mean come on so i mean the 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 fact that now they're finally getting justin fields 
you know, and, and getting him in, into a position to succeed. Like we said, giving him the uh, the Peyton Manning treatment. He's getting every single yeah. snap in camp. Uh, you know, what do you think about? We, we talk about a culture change. What, do you think that this is going to give Justin Fields the best opportunity to succeed in this league? Absolutely, man. Uh, you bring in uh, an actual core uh, coordinator that knows what he's doing and not a used car salesman like Maggie. <laughs> that's funny because it's, I mean, that's common, the common. Uh, term for him is used yeah. Carl Sesman because he just talked a lot of it. Sold, sold you a bill just, of goods. That's oh, yeah. all he did. That's all he did. Yeah, yeah. You leave a lot with a lemon <laughs> yeah. without, without a warranty. Yeah. And uh, so you, you bring in Luke Getze. We bring in the wide zone offense. Uh, I love that they're literally shuffling the deck on the offensive side of the ball, even down to the old line where, you know, it's alarming to see. Tevin Jenkins running with the twos. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Byron Jones was getting getting the look at left tackle with the ones. They're trying to see who can we use going forward so we don't have to spend money on this O-line position in 2023. I'm thinking Tevin Jenkins is going to end up in a uh, right guard. That's mm, a common uh, thought. He, yeah. But here's... Yeah, he, yeah he was, he's projected as a guard coming into the league by, by a lot of uh, GMs. I, I, one of the things that I think I, I think I, I first of all I want him to be a tackle you know and here, here's the, the issue it's there's a way like Tevin Jenkins has plays with this nasty disposition you know he's, he's trimmed down you know thank you you know Juan Castillo for bulking him up to 380 pounds or whatever the hell you did him in Borum <laughs> right? and so now he's bulked down now he's he plays with a nasty disposition which me being a former running back in my career, I love being behind. Mm, no this guy, oh, oh. This, this guy can definitely move, uh, can move people, and I think that you know I want either right or left tackle. I would, I'd rather have him, um, but I see, I understand what you're saying because if they can find a guy who can play left tackle and bump, bump him in, I'm, I'm okay with him and Borum being on the right side or just him being at the right guard, um, because this, you're gonna see what what this guy can do. You know, you get people forget that. Uh, Coach Flutes just came from Indianapolis. And if you don't know about Indianapolis, mm -hmm. he just led the league in rushing with Jonathan Taylor. Okay. So, yeah. And if you, if you don't believe that, you don't sign a fullback unless you're running the ball. Yep. You don't waste Absolutely. a roster spot on a fullback unless you're running the ball. So they're going to run the ball. And Tevin Jenkins, Larry Borum, they're going to do what they what they excelled at in college, and that's move people and, and, and do it yep. in a nasty way. And that's what I'm excited about. And I just hope that he's a tackle. But if he's a guard, I'll be okay with that too. Indeed, because uh, what we're, we're end up uh, being the shuffle under the deck is uh, you're gonna kick. I, I'm I'm still thinking that once they put the pads on, Jenkins ends up at right tackle. Mm -hmm. But if they decide to shuffle the jet, uh, shuffle the deck, maybe Byron Jones is a little better than we than we hope for, which mm -hmm. is a plus. Yep. You can always uh, interchange right guard and right tackle. Because uh, that's the side you're running the ball to. Uh, one, one of the, the knocks on Jenkins coming out of college was his short arms. And when you pass at me, having short arms is, is kind of hard to deal with those guys coming off the edge with all that athleticism if you can't get your arms on. Now, moving them in the run game is no problem because you're firing off. But when you pass at me, that could be problematic. But... Tevin Jenkins also is a is a pretty good athlete as well, so I think he can compensate 
for you know lack of having long arms, especially with the recent uh, weight loss, being able to uh, adjust and pass it. Uh, I think I think uh, going forward though, we have some nice pieces on the old line. We're extremely young, and uh, you know you just you just want to see guys literally playing in the best position because keeping Justin Fields upright is priority number one, right there. You, you won't be able to tell what this kid can do if he's if he looks like Cleveland every game. But that, and, that was, and that was the reason why I wanted that number one receiver, right? Because the thing about it is Without. that I need somebody that they have the game plan around. Darnell Mooney could eventually mm-hmm. develop into that guy. Okay, and, and if mm-hmm. he does, great. I need from Jump Street. How, how are you going to truly evaluate Justin Fields? You look at every great quarterback except Tom Brady because he can do whatever the hell he wants. Mm. They got a number one. They have their dude. You know, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes had his dude. Actually, you know, him, actually had two. He had he had uh, mm-hmm. Cheetah and Kill. he had and Travis Kelsey. So give him that that dude. That's what I wanted. That's what that's the, th- the only thing to this point that has bothered me about Ryan Poles. Everything else, I give him an A plus for. Um, I love the fact of him putting guys on the second team, uh, Jalen Johnson, Tevin Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Why he's creating a culture. You know, it's very similar. And I don't know where you went to school, but uh, after my junior year, I went to Holy Cross in Worcester, Massachusetts. And uh, after my junior year, we went 11-0. My coach took the gig at Maryland. So we had a brand-new staff come in. Well, you know, brand-new staff, they're trying to to, evaluate. Yeah, but they're – the seniors are basically a lost cause for them because mm-hmm. we're not going right, to buy right, into them because right. we got three years or four years, whatever you are, of, of the other guy. They really couldn't care less. So they kind of move you around. And this is kind of what they're seeing here, what they're doing with these guys. Like, okay, they know Jalen Johnson's good. I mean, they don't have they, – they know who, who they got. They've watched film ready long before this. They know what, what they have. So they're saying, okay, how mentally strong are you? Are you gonna be? Are you gonna pout like a little little sissy if you if you get moved, to, demoted to second team with the second team, mm-hmm. or are you gonna play, or are you gonna really come out? This you're, he's finding a character and he's building a culture. Like okay, I need guys that you know whether demoted or whatnot, they're about the team, they're about playing their best. So I'm okay with what he did. I am more than okay with what he did. I love Jalen Johnson uh, going to second team, but he's back in the first team. Mm-hmm. Jevin Jenkins, he's back with the first team. It's all a mind, it's a mind game right now. He's trying to find out who's mentally tough because. The NFL is tough. Football is a tough game, and you got you cannot you can only go in with guys who are who are are strong mentally, okay? Because you can you you play ball, so you understand. You know there are certain guys in your team, especially at the high school level, that you didn't want you didn't want to be them and have to make a decision <laughs> in a pinch, like don't run to him or don't yeah, don't man. make, you know. But then at, at another level, you like you play with guys like this dude. They go to him, we know what's up. So I just think Absolutely. it's more of a mind game, and I love it, and I love it. So I had a quick question because we get the offensive side of the ball right here, and I want to mm-hmm. pick his mind a little bit. We have a wide receiver uh, core of just Darnell Mooney, and that's the only name that that we know. Everyone else is yeah, not I mean, a big name. Pring, um, we we know Pringle from watching KC. I mean, you know what I mean. And, and whatever news came out of him of whatever he did, right? Yeah, I mean, but but he's like if because KC has been so good, we recognize that name simply because he played with Mahomes, right? Well. Do we trust this wide receiver core is the question. You have uh, Mooney, Pringle, and Jones. And those are on the top of At this point, I would say no because they're unproven. And, you know, Pringle is the number four. So, I mean, the potential is there for Mm -hmm. him. You know, is he a a great number four and not a good three, two, or one? We don't know because he's only been a number four, right? Uh, Darnell Mooney, number one last year. Okay, he got 1,000 yards. I I see, again, me personally, I think he could be a great 
number number two, uh, EQ St. Brown. Yep. You know, he got on the bad side. Uh, the reports are he got on the bad side of the diva up there north of the border. And, you know, when you get on his bad side, you're done. You know, the ball. You, you're damn right. You're the black hole. Like, you know, uh, never. He's not, it's not going your way at all. So I think, you know, coming out of high school, the dude was a stud. Notre Dame, the dude was a stud. Yep. yep. So yep. why he didn't perform? Not like he didn't have, the, not like, not like he was given a chance. So, no. you know, this this wide receiver court to answer your question, is, I can't trust it right now. You, I have to be. You can't to trust it. him, and, and you're right, because it is a proven year, but that's what I went back to before. Everyone on the offense is in a proven year right now. I mean, there's not, who, who David Montgomery, I mean, he's been in the league for, what, two, three years? There's and Herbert. Not, yeah, and Khalil Herbert. Well, I mean, like, two I, veterans. I feel like, right. I, well, but, I mean, right. vet, Herbert with one year. Under his belt, but I mean, you look up and down the roster on the offensive, uh, uh, you know, offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. There's one player that came from uh, uh, Green Bay on the offensive line that has really any experience. You know, the whole the whole uh, starting offense is guys that have to prove it, and that's why I'm not mad at them not going after a big name or a very high draft pick on the offensive side of the ball when you look at a receiver or something like that. Because hey. I'm not going to invest in this unless I know that Justin Fields is that dude. I need to know what he's going to be able to do. You're talking about EQ St. Brown coming from Notre Dame, coming from Green Bay. I mean, he never got a chance because Aaron Rodgers only throws to who he wants to throw it to. I mean, we know that. You know what I mean? Cole Komet, another guy coming out of Notre Dame. He's got he, to step he, up. He went to tight end you two years in a row, so he should be really good. Yeah, I mean, but but he's got <laughs> – look, he has all the potential in the world, but we didn't see that under Matt Nagy because Matt Nagy has no idea how, how to use a tight end in a No, he had him on the uh, running. I mean, you know the, uh, yeah, 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 he had on the – you know what I mean? So he had all these bullshit moves. So, you know what I mean? Look, I, I, hope, but, I, I hope I never see a jet sweep with a tight end ever again. <laughs> ever again. <laughs> On third and yeah. one, <laughs> to the wide side uh, of the field. Like, what, come on, what three receivers, man? Uh, I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna surprise a lot of people because uh, you're in a situation where you got guys who are who are emerging but playing behind guys, right? Mm-hmm. And there isn't such thing as target share, right? Mm. Uh, when, you, when you're Tom playing Brady. like you're you're by exactly you're Byron Pringle, you're playing on you're playing on the Chiefs, you know. Uh, uh, Travis Kelsey, he's he's getting 130 targets. Uh, Tyree Gill's getting, you know, 100 targets. So, for me, a guy, Cole Hardeman I, too. Know, I go, a, I go inside the numbers. Like, so I see a guy, right? Nicole Hardman, and then, you know, they they throw it to the to the to the backs out the backfield a lot. Uh, you see a guy get 45 catches, get six touchdowns, put up, uh, you know. Decent yards after the catch, things like that. I wonder what a Byron Pringle can do with ninety balls coming his way. Mm-hmm. Balls, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you get this guy ninety targets, you may end up with a thousand yard receiver from this guy. And then Valence Jones, he's going to get a nice uh, amount of touches and, and, and a nice amount of the target share, as well as Cole Komet. So you're going to see an uptick in production where at the end of the season, because of the style of offense they're going to run, they're going to really simplify this thing for Justin Fields, where they're going to be like, okay, this guy had 136 quarterback rating by moving the pocket, things like that, using his, you know, his, his skill, his, his natural ability. To, you know, you, you have to do that, and that's what it was so frustrating watching Matt Nagy coach last year because it's like, 
hey, you're having success with play action. You're having success with bootlegs. We get 19 of those for the whole entire year. 19. (laughs) That's insane. There's arrogance and ignorance. And then you don't have, you don't help him with, with running the ball. I mean, you remember when um, you don't help him with running the ball. Uh, the offensive coordinator, Laser, when he took over two seasons ago, the last, what, four or five games, all of a sudden, you know, that's what got Montgomery a thousand yards. And, you know, you're running the ball, and all of a sudden you're like, well, wait a minute, you just run the ball. That's Obviously, you can tell. And if, if you don't think that helps a quarterback, you're out of your mind. And, that, you know, the ability um, to bring an eighth, have to have to bring somebody in the box, and now it makes it easier for the quarterback. And I just meant to mention the, the attrition that it, it happens to the defense when you just run the ball down their throat, and he refused to do that. Absolutely. And now imagine with Justin, with a guy like Justin Fields, if you do that, now you pull, you, you know, you pull that, and now he bootlegs or he, he waggles or goes naked. Man, now now you got him on the edge. Dude, there, there's so many different things you could have done, and that was the issue with him is that, you know, again, they saw it with Jordan Howard. His his system he wanted his his players to fit his system and didn't adapt right. his system yes, to, to his players' player, skill set, so. and mm-hmm. that was because I know the best the best coaches are able to do that. Yeah, the best, the best coaches simply are able to do that, man. And uh, I count like I'm I'm like a psycho when it comes to watching film. Right, forty seven times Matt Maggie rolls the Bears' offense out, empty back set, five wide on first down. Oof. And I'm like, this dude is doing this with a rookie quarterback. <laughs> You're literally begging for second and long and third and long. You're begging for it. It, it, it got to a point where it felt like he was trying to sabotage the team because he knew he was. It, it, you know, it, it, you know it looked I mean? like Lame sabotage yeah. after a while. I was like, you know what? This dude, he knows he's on his way out. He's 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 giving the big middle finger to the whole Bears organization <laughs> and the fans on the way out. Yeah, yeah. And, All right. Uh, Same thing with the with the Peters. Uh, playing playing uh, the left tackle instead of Jenkins or Borum yeah. in the last couple of games, like, dude, this this, this guy is not he's not part of the future. Why is he have Why is he getting reps? You know, I, that that was just a true fu middle finger right to the fans to the Absolutely. organization, and it, it was just embarrassing to be a Bear fan for that last year. So, Will, last football question for you. I mean, we know what we talked a little bit about what they did, uh, getting rid of some of these marquee names on the defensive side of the ball. One guy that too much of the Bears fans chagrin is still on the team is a guy like Eddie Jackson, but he's not going anywhere until, you know, either run out of what money they're paying him or, you know, he all of a sudden becomes some amazing player and they got rid of him. But, uh, you know, we're looking at what they did with Hicks. He's no longer on the team looking at the fact that they, they traded Khalil Mack. Um, last guy that that's really been productive for the Bears in the last couple of seasons is Robert Quinn. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about should they keep him, should they let him go, should they trade him and, and try to get whatever they can for him. What do you think about uh, what's going to go? What's going to happen with Robert Quinn and should the Bears keep him? Uh, you know they're in a win-win situation when it comes to Robert Quinn. Man, they they already let you know what they're doing with the front seven. Uh, you know, you brought Muhammad over. You know, Travis uh, Gibson is going to get every opportunity to show that he's a stud. I believe he's going to take another step forward. Uh, if you keep Robert Quinn, then it just enhances the rotation. If you're able to move for some picks, then uh, you're able to maybe draft this replacement next year. Or maybe a kid like uh, Dominic Robinson emerges. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got something there. Uh they got a lot of t- lot of the type of guys that Coach Flus knows how to get the most of out uh, on, on uh, you know they were of course running the four three now so 
uh, at the defensive end uh, position or the edge, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I, I'm not really worried about the front seven, man. Uh, but uh, as far as Robert Quinn goes, uh, I think he's getting the itch to want to go to a contender. Wouldn't be surprised if uh, he plays this year and then is, you know, maybe shipped out as part of a draft day trade or, uh, you know what I mean? I might, might even just flat out get released, but I, I, I can't see him eating that kind of cap money. So, uh, eight million. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that they'll probably trade him either, uh, during the, you know, during, uh, camp or, uh, they'll let him rock and do what he does. And I, I, I believe in selling high. The dude with 18 and a half sacks. Mm hmm. I, I'm getting them out of here now. I think the uh, I think you'd have more a little more leverage at the uh, trade deadline because you're going to get some teams who are are, are contending. Oh, yeah. who have, so, trying to absolutely. fill injury. So I think he, you know with that, I think you trade him at the trade deadline. Again, you you had now you can be a little more aggressive with what you ask for because I mean oh, hell, yeah. look at look at the Cubs they traded their stars you know Glaber Torres for all the Chapman back in the day. You have absolutely. that leverage, and I think that's going to be that'll be beneficial especially. Especially he if he it. starts doing, if he has, you know, eight to ten sacks. He's on fire. He's on fire. But, but aren't you gambling? Aren't we gambling? If he do, if he doesn't have a spectacular year, then his value is a lot lower, and you're not going to get what you expected. So do you, like you will said, sell high right now that we're still backing right. him on eighteen sacks, or do you wait till he plays, or he potentially can get hurt, or doesn't have a great season? Now his trade value is a lot, lot less. So you still keep him, you know. And the fact of the matter yeah. is, is like you. I mean, he's still on the contract, so you you still yes. have him. And remember, last year when he, or two seasons ago when he first got here, he was hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, which is yeah. why his production was god awful. Right. So last year, you see him. You know, we had visions of him and Khalil Mack with you know multiple meetings at the quarterback yeah. last year. Pancakes. But then, but then all of a sudden, Khalil Mack was hurt. So you saw what Robert exactly. Quinn can do when he was hurt, and and for all for all intents and purposes, he played the, the you know three fourths of the season without Khalil Mack. Yeah. So it's not like you right. had to you had to focus on anybody else. He was being double triple without Hicks. Teams. Without Hicks as yeah. well. So you yeah, see what he him. can do. So a healthy him. By the time the trade day com- trade deadline comes on, if he's getting close to ten sacks, man, you can ask for a lot because you you, you say, hey, listen, look, look what he's done in the last season and half when he's healthy. You're a contender. You need you know this one piece. You need that pass rush specialist. Bingo, here you go, proven all pro, NFL sack leader. What do you got for me? First round or a couple, a second and third, whatever it is. I don't think he'll get a first, but he might get a couple. He'll get a couple of picks, maybe a second and third, a third and fourth, a second and fourth, whatever. But now you just, you know, like Brian Powell said, he wants to build through the draft. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. You're getting you're getting a lot more uh, draft picks. So I, me personally, I'd hold him to the trade deadline and see who uh, who comes a knocking. Because if you know they're going to be contenders and people who need that one piece, then maybe their defense is kind of okay. But this guy will put them over the top. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree 100 with that, man. Uh, uh, you can sell, sell high now, go at the, at the deadline, man. Uh, if you're able to get a, a second and third for him, that's 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 an incredible police job. Because <laughs> it's at, the last year, age, right? Age. Oh yeah, and he, is it at the age he's at? Yeah, that, that's a that's an extreme police. But teams get desperate when they're making the Super Bowl run, man. Especially if they got. Yep. Uh, like the agent, you know, agent personnel, man. They like, hey, this is it. We're going after it now before we blow this thing up. Uh, you may be able to, you know, fleece a team for a second and a third or a second and a fourth or something like that. And uh, hey, you, you're seeing guys all the way out to the fifth or sixth rounds coming in and starting. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
the draft picks are valuable. And I also like what Pose did acquiring a crap ton of extra picks during this year's draft. Like every time I looked up, he was moving back, wheeling and dealing, adding a pick here, you know, adding a pick there. I was like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing in the war room, man. So Yeah, he does. Uh, absolutely. I'm uh I'm 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 intrigued and I'm excited. All right, well, I want to say, you know, welcome back to the show. Thanks again for, for coming out and join, joining us uh, for episode 100. You know, when, when we first started in, in the uh, in the football season, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, you were a big big part of the show. And, uh, you know, we look forward to working with you again. Why don't you tell our fans what you got going on with your, with your new show? Yes, sir, man. So we're doing uh, Bears analysis and uh, play breakdown, film breakdown on uh, our YouTube channel, Sibling Rivalry Media. All things bears all the time, man. Uh, right now, I'm in the, the process of destroying Matt Nagy, so if you can't stand <laughs> Matt Nagy, you definitely want to subscribe to the YouTube channel, man, because, oh man, just going over the film from last year, it, it's some atrocities that you wouldn't believe. Like stuff that, I, that slipped through the cracks, and I'm like a film psycho. So when I had more time to really go back and do it, I was like, this dude literally was trying to get fired before halftime. <laughs> yeah, and mm-hmm. they just wouldn't do it. I would have yeah. walked him out of Soldier Field dead in the middle of that Packers game, week six. I would have walked him the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you know. With, with police, like, get him. He, he's stealing money. He stole from us. <laughs> stole from Chicago. <laughs> Yeah, his play calling, his inability to set up plays, his his uh, lack of protection against Justin Fields, and you know his him put basically putting Justin hanging him out to dry, it, it really damaged him. I mean, the only good thing about it is that Justin Fields is really uh, he's up. He's obviously knows the speed of the game now. And that's not going to be an issue. His whole rookie season's over, and so the thing about being a rookie, there's a lot of unknowns and, and first times. And you got to work. You got to navigate through that. And now he's done it. He, now he's going to come back with the speed of the game, you know, uh, under control, and uh, and hopefully a, a much better offensive coordinator, which I think he's going to have. So it's, you know, a lot. A not a lot wasn't gained, but a lot was gained for him. And it's, you know, I know this sounds kind of like uh, an oxymoron, a moronic statement, but yeah, it's. I'm happy. I'm looking forward to him, just like you. The season is going to. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. Yeah, man. Uh, last thing I want to add about Justin Fields, man. Uh, he did a lot of things where uh, pre-snap, he was diagnosing, right? And he was picking his read pre-snap. Hook a crook, I'm going to this guy because mm-hmm. I don't trust the offense. I don't trust my coach. So there was times where he would be trying to look off safeties and linebackers and stuff, and they weren't even looking back at him because he knew already, like, look, this is about the only guy on this offense I could trust. I'm going to him. I'll live with the results. And toward the end of the season, uh, you could see him kind of doing his own homework on, okay, I can't survive in the NFL doing that. And I think it all clicked for him uh, during the Steelers game. The Steelers do this wonky thing where they, they'll do a, a cover three shell and bring the free safety down and drop and drop the other two safeties in the cover two. Mm-hmm. And it looks real wonky. And so like a, kind of like Justin a robber? Fields, like a robber situation? Yeah, yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's exactly, it's exactly what a, a zone dog, robber, whatever you want to call it, right? So they'll bring him down. And in the first quarter, Justin Fields, he didn't see it. But by the fourth quarter, he was tearing him up. 
And then the next week, they, you know, copycat Lee. Hey, this was working. We're going to try it on it. The next week they tried it, uh, he, he tore up Green Bay. Tore him up. Tore him up with that same look. I said, okay, this kid knows how to adapt. And he, he studies film relentlessly. So that was very encouraging for me to see him do that. With Matt, with, with Matt Maggie literally trying to sabotage. Despite he was doing Matt, that shit on his own. Despite <laughs> him. Well, you, right. you know, he, he got the highest... You know, the people made a big, big uh, thing about the, the, the IQ test of the uh, not one the Wonderlick test. It was a different test of measuring your football IQ. And this dude got the highest score of, of all time, if I'm not mistaken. And, and that yeah. says a lot. And, you know, you, you see that. When I heard that, I'm like, okay, it, just that, in addition to watching him at Ohio State, like, okay, oh, look, yeah. dude, this, I know his, this year is shit for him, but man, what, let him get some pieces around him. And let him get him to get him a guy, a good coach who can coach him. Yeah, this dude is it. This dude is about he's about business, man. And I'm let me tell you, it is going to be fun watching him. And again, this is why I wanted that. And I know we're probably going a little over, but this is why (laughs) I want want the Bears to go trade for DK Metcalf. Yes, like we're on the same page right there, man. Man, Dude, hey, let me ask you this: Would you would you trade next year's number one for DK? Mm. Because you think it's necessary. Uh, well, you know what? They're gonna try to get as much as they can. Mm-hmm. So uh, ah, that's tough. I look at it like this: DK is twenty-four. Twenty-four years old. Oh yeah, you run that. You run it's that. Not a, it's not a question mark with him at all. None. You no. Trade, no. Pro. You trade for him. He's your. He's your first round pick. Bingo. Next year, and not to live with that. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. That's your. Because you ain't gonna find one receiver. Even if a guy comes out with hype, he, you don't know if he can do it at that level. This guy's done it at that yeah. level. This guy's a pro bowler. This and, guy and is his, three, and his bear and his daddy is a bear anyway. So I'm a bear. Yes. yes. Run it. Run it Big all day. Terrence. Terrence yep. Terrence, my man, I, I'm telling you, Ryan Poles, go make the and I, but one. Yes. It's one on one. You yeah. first round draft pick for DK Metcalf, and then you sign his ass. You sign him for as long as Justin's on his rookie deal. So you got four years left. You got three with his, and then plus his extra, the fifth year option. So you got four years with him. He wants the money, good. You give him the money, and after that, he's gone. And now, you, if you got to pay Justin, you pay Justin. But man, because that dude, what does that do? You got him. You cannot, you cannot bring a, bring a spy for Justin. Okay, you got Mm-mm. Darnell Mooney, who's another four three guy going one the other way. You got DK Metcalf going post, going corner, going goes, going slants, and then don't forget with the concepts that they're running with the Green Bay with the West Coast concepts, they're running the mesh concepts. You get Valus Jones oh, yeah. underneath. You get Valus Jones underneath or Cole Komet underneath, and you can't That's bring anybody open. else down because you got DK Metcalf going Stretching over the, the top. Field, yep. Man, there's a whole bunch. And then you still got a quarterback who runs a 4-4. Yep. And you got a quarterback. So exactly. that's, that's why go get DK to A. See, man. you're 100% correct, man. Having weapons makes you second-guess your film study because it's hard to trust the film when this guy is in front of you and the hype is real. This guy is really a 4-3 guy. This guy really is physical. This guy really is a route technician. That changes what you, you know, what you study for. Like, you know, you play ball, man, and it's like, okay, I see this guy on film, and then he's he's every bit of what you thought he was on the film, and then some it changes your approach on Sunday, man. Like, you're not gonna go out there and you know, it makes you not trust the coaches as much. You're like, look, coach, you're not you're not out here trying to backpedal against this 240 pound <laughs> yeah. dude running the four three. Who gives me a flipper and, 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 and knocking me off? You know, create a separation with a flipper. <laughs> yeah, man. Like it, it makes you second guess some things, man. So 
I, they, I, I feel like uh, if they're going to pull the trigger on that, it'll happen during camp. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't be surprised, too, if they uh, if they go out and add a, add another offensive line piece as well. I wouldn't be surprised uh, they add three. They don't give, he, you know, hey, he's trying to find something that he's throwing everything against, against yeah. the wall stick. Cause, and I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. But, can't, man, you give me DK, can't boy. Go on the week, can't go on the week one with Dakota Dozier starting. That, can't, <laughs> that cannot happen. Hey, you get you give me DK, you know Ryan Poles gets us DK. I'm saying I'm I'm my win total for this. I'm I'm not a betting man, but I, I'm also I'm I'm trying to think about going to place a bet and over under because if they do get him, that line's gonna yep. change yep. big time, big Dude. time. I think the Bears will win ten to twelve games <laughs> if they uh, if they get DK. The schedule. Mm-hmm. You had a weapon like DK Metcalf, and here's here's another thing that you. you you can't underestimate, and this is why Matt, Matt Nagy was able to sell used cars to Chicago. <laughs> you got you got about eight to ten weeks before the, the league catches up with you. Mm-hmm. Before there's enough film to say, okay, this is what these guys are about. Yep. With a coach is as smart as Getty is, because Getty is really the reason why Aaron Rodgers gets back to back MVPs because he did not buy in. Initially, when uh, who was the Packers coach? Lafleur. Yes, Lafleur. He didn't buy in. He did not like him. Mm-hmm. Luke Getz got him to buy in. He was like, "Look, man, you're not gonna get sacked as much, and you're still gonna have the same production." And he showed it to him, and it went out and happened. So, and Aaron Rodgers is a half to athlete as Justin Fields. Nope, he's a, he's athletic, so, but not on the no, not Justin Fields athletic. I mean, different worlds. Justin Fields is different. I mean, look so, for for those who who really want to know like all the background about Justin Fields go back and watch QB1 and watch him back in his high school days when he was getting oh, ready man. to commit to Georgia before he ended up at Ohio State that's when you can really see his development and see what he's about and he's been about that for a long time so I, I think right now we uh, hopefully we satiated some of the Bears fans uh, thirst to f- figure out what's going to happen yeah. with this team Will before we let you go uh, let our fans know where we can all follow you on social media Absolutely, man. Uh, YouTube, Sibling Rivalry Media, no weird spelling there. And everywhere else, at Ill Brown, I-L-L-B-R-O-W-N. That's it. Awesome, awesome. Will, once again, thank you for joining us for episode 100. We're going to be talking to you real soon uh, when this Bears uh, schedule and and, and, uh, everything pops up. Yeah, man, let's (laughs) let's do it, man. Uh, I'm willing to hop on anytime, man. So, uh Let's definitely do some breakdowns this year too, man. I, I, I want to, uh, I want to come through and show you guys uh, the footwork cleaned up and the. I want to, I want to see that stuff. I want to see E line up uh, right across from me. That's what I'll do. And I, I want to be holding the camera. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> hey, look, man. Hey, I, I, I am power washed <laughs> at this point. But uh, hey, if the Bears want me, man, I probably could go out there and give them about three, four snaps a game, man, for my body <laughs> falling apart. Those would be the most three best plays of the game, man. I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> hey, I will. Man, pre- nice no meeting doubt. you, Will. Nice meeting you, big dog. All right, man. No doubt, man. Hey, 100 more, guys. Let's keep it going. Appreciate it, man. We'll talk Thank to you. you soon. Indeed. Hey. 
Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z with today's guest host, Sean Sierra. Yeah, yeah. This is The Bottom Line. And that's The Bottom Line. In this segment, we discuss the biggest Chicago sports topic of the week. And this week, once again, yes, because it is summer, we're talking Chicago baseball. So, E, what's going on with the Cubs? Good job. All right. Let's move on to the White Sox. <laughs> wow. 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 Hey, just because they are fucking terrible doesn't mean we get to skip over them. I mean, it, it actually That's makes what we do it. to other teams. Well, they, no, well, yeah. <laughs> teams that don't fucking matter, like the fire. That's what it is. Nobody cares about that shit. Hey, don't forget, you watch soccer. Everything you say doesn't fucking matter anymore. <laughs> But look, I, I'll tell you, uh, the Cubs suck. Um, yeah, that's about it. Like, uh, yeah, look, uh, Cubs got their ass spanked on the first game mm-hmm. against the fucking Yankees because the Yankees always beat up on them. It's like a hundred of the last games that the Yankees played against the Cubs that they fucking just got destroyed. But I'll tell you what, in that second game, uh, they fought, close. They went to extra, their innings. extra innings, tied one one. That would cost and me you money. You know who won that game because it wasn't the fucking Cubs. <laughs> You know what I mean? And then today, today's game on Sunday, this got Molly Womped again. It was like 175 to negative four. Anyway, <laughs> so whoever, the, whoever the fuck is out there working the Cubs Twitter needs to be fired. <laughs> no, needs to I, be fired. I, I saw this. Shit was hilarious. Because very early, very early in the game, uh, um, there was a pop-up. Uh-huh. It looked like a home run. I thought it was a home. It was run. loud enough. Everyone thought it was a home run, <laughs> and it wasn't. Right? It was, it was caught by uh, Chris. It was a Christopher Morrell right Chris at Morrell. the at, yeah. at the wall right there. Right. Well, fa- fans get to do that because they had like six solo homers yesterday. Don't put the cart in front of the horse, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Let me work on my building. I'm getting there. I'm going. <laughs> so the so the Cubs Twitter account tweeted. Uh, that Yankees fans think everything is a home run with the with the with the video, right? So I what did the Yankees so do? So here's the thing, <laughs> Matt, rookie Matt Sh- Swarmer, not Schwarber, Swarmer tied a record on Saturday night, giving up six solo home runs to the Yankees before being pulled after five innings, <laughs> and the Yankees ate nothing win. Uh, Schwarmer, the 28-year-old, is the second pitcher in MLB history and the first since 1932 to allow six solo home runs in a single game. He is the 10th pitcher ever to give up six uh, in the same game and the first uh, first Cubs since 1884, ladies and gentlemen. Ouch. And the, <laughs> the best part about that is fucking Yankees Twitter clap back and says, well, maybe everything is a home run. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, man, I, I don't, I don't know if you give this guy more money for making it more interesting or fire him or what. I mean, like, tell, please tell me you saw this. I did it, and I actually put a lot of money on home runs. <laughs> On that specific game, and a lot of money. What I mean, a lot of money is two bucks on every home run. <laughs> I put two on Rizzo, two on Staten, two on Judge, uh, and actually, I put two bucks on, on Wilson Contreras a home run, and he didn't do it. But um, yeah, I won like thirty bucks just on those three home runs. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I, that's what I do. I was like, hey, this guy. I think this guy's getting a home run. Put a dollar. Put two dollars, and it, it, it triples my money. So, and uh, I don't feel like a jag if I lose a dollar. I it's yeah, just, thirty bucks to go for a quarter tank of gas. Perfect. <laughs> right, right, right. I'll get here to the next block. That's like, right. What, what you doing betting on the Cubs? Trying to fill my gas tank. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so another another funny thing that came out of this series, Clint Frazier. Former Yankee. This fucking guy. Uh he came out and said that uh you know, he, he wasn't too pleased about his time in New York with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he was talking about coming over to the Cubs, and he goes, I like it here. Certainly don't miss some of the things over there. And I'm really enjoying the way that this clubhouse has maneuvered. It seems like there's a lot of guys in here that are just accepting of everyone, and it's been really good for me. You had to be a cookie-cutter version to be on the last uh, on that team talking about the Yankees. If not, you were like a really bad distraction, it seemed like. So I don't miss being told on how I had to look for the last five years. We've talked about this before. The yep. Yankees, you can't have any facial hair. So now they got three guys out there that look like gay porn stars with their little uh, uh, tight fade and, and the little tiny mustache up top. Matt Carpenter, I'm looking at you. You look weird, bro. Stop looking at him. I, they, they keep putting him on the fucking thing. It's like every time I'm like, it's me, Mario. Like, what the fuck is going on right here? <laughs> so the funny thing about this is that, well, right after he said that, the Cubs DFA'd his dumbass. Like, literally, put him on the, they designated him right after he talked shit, right after he's getting ready to play against the Yankees. That's right. He didn't even go. He didn't even get a chance to go over there because they're like, fuck you and fuck them too. <laughs> and the best part about this all, Aaron Boone came back. And we all know fucking Aaron Boone. The the, the 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 craw in Yankees fan side or no Red Sox fans side back in the day mm-hmm. in, in that uh, was that 2004 2003 series he came back and says hey I like Chicago too it is a good town and that was his whole response <laughs> I fucking love it I mean look uh, uh, a lot some people don't like Aaron Boone to me that shit was hilarious what do you think about that no oh, it's it's a you got to poke fun at it you got to poke fun at the whole thing. Especially since the Cubs are, I mean, the Cubs are losing to the Yankees and it's just like not interesting at all. But this is an interesting story. Bro, you got fired on your day off and couldn't even get on the plane. <laughs> How you get fired on your day off, How you get fired on your day off, Clint? It's, it's bad enough that your name is Clint. It's so easy. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's such an easy name. Clint Eastwood is the only Clint I know. Well, you need to know more Clint's. <laughs> Don't spit the beer. Don't spit the beer. <laughs> oh man. So look, uh yeah, the Cubs suck. Uh they are not doing well because they are not a good team. And and we saw all the rookies that they came up, all these young guys that came up, Schwarmer and, and Ke- Keegan Thompson and all these guys just get destroyed. And the funny thing to me is that I watched Cubs fans on Facebook. I can't believe they're losing these games. Are you fucking stupid? They are not a good team. They're trying to figure out who's going to be good for next year when they're going to have like, I don't know, $30 billion in fucking uh, uh, cap money or you know free money that they can spend, right? 
They didn't spend money this year. They're, they're like the Bears. They're in the tryout year. That's exactly right what now. the Bears are. You're, you're trying Yankees people out. The Yankees are the best team in baseball. They are the best home run hitting team in baseball. Yep. They're the best offensive team in baseball. Yep. And since they got your favorite guy, Josh Donaldson, at third base, they shored up that side Fuck of the that infield. I, I, you don't got to like him, but he has shored up the defense on that side of the infield for the Yankees, exactly. where they were sorely hurting for right there. So, I mean, since I, Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier. That <laughs> son of a bitch. Yes, I said it. <laughs> Do you watch any Cubs baseball, Sean? No. All right, moving on. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all, y'all know how we do on this show. We, we got one more point. We, I know. We, we watch them both. We watch them. We both do because I can't talk shit if I don't know why you're bad. If I'm gonna call you bad, I'm gonna tell you why you're bad. I, I was I up, have, I, first of all, I refuse to pay for the, the marquee the network. Marquee network, so I'm not paying that. And two, I just watch all the highlights every time they screw up. I see it showing in the highlights, so I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not paying. To, to watch a team that I don't I don't root for so I, even though I do this for a living no I I, uh, no. I do watch because I put money on the game <laughs> <laughs> I think you watch so you can talk shit to me that's the main thing right there well duh ah. <laughs> I mean come on no I mean I, I guess it was a UFC and uh, I was at, I was at output and uh, you know they had all the, all the TVs on the fights and they had one on the Cubs Yankees game yeah and I kept going to my Cubs fans like hey what's the score to the Cubs game yeah, yeah, yesterday I was that guy because you yeah. know what? When I when they talk shit about my team and Larusa and how we're fucking up, that little foreshadowing there. Oh hey, <laughs> so weird. Uh, yeah, so the last thing I got to say about the Cubs is Suzuki. Man, Seiya Suzuki is not getting better. He had a sprain on his ring finger. Uh, he's been on the ten day e, uh, IL for over two weeks now with that sprain, and uh, he's been sidelined since hurting it in uh, May twenty sixth back in Cincinnati while he was stealing second. Um, look, I mean, he is not. They're saying that he needs more time to rest. They need he needs more time to get better. I mean, but the problem is, is that everyone on the Cubs is on the fucking DL right now, or they're or they're waiting to see what's going to happen. Down the DL, yeah, uh, IL. <laughs> Yeah, I know. You know, yeah. The whole team's on a deal. Real classy guy. Real <laughs> fucking classy, son of a bitch. I can't wait to see what you're going to do with the number 100 and switching the numbers right. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, uh, your, your favorite your favorite midget, Nick Madrigal. Whoa, whoa. Your favorite midget. That's yours. Nick Madrigal. <laughs> He's yours problem now. He, he left game two of the Yankees series in the, uh, in the 12th inning. He didn't come back. Another, I think he had another hamstring train. How is your, you're so small. Your hamstring ain't that long. You can't be stretching that shit, man. Look, Wade Miley, after coming back and, and starting one game, Back on the IL with a shoulder strain, um, and and you look at what's going on in the uh, in the minors. You got Ed Howard out for the season with that hip injury. Right. Um, you got Brendan Davis is out with a back right now. So I mean, like, and he's officially out right now. So I mean, the problem is, is that Madrigal. Okay, we, we he's one guy that the Cubs are expecting that they're going to have him for the future. Correct. Ed Howard, you know, the shortstop, they're yeah. expecting they're going to have him for the future. This is a freak accident that he had, just a weird way that that uh, he landed. And Brendan Davis, I mean, that's the top prospect. So I mean, like the concern is, are these guys going to be injury prone? We look at and Madrigal's already been on the fucking IL like, like three times yeah. this year. You know what I mean? And we're we're early, quote unquote, early in the season. We're mid June, but I mean, we're early enough. Trade deadline, all that stuff. So him not being there is going to affect how they decide what they're going to do with these players. You know? What do I mean? you really think he's part of the corner going forward? I think I'm. I don't think I've seen enough of him. This is. It reminds me of Kevin White. You know what I mean? I, are you good? I have no idea. You never fucking play. You never play. That's the problem with Magical. And then when he does play, he has no idea what to do with the ball. 
He is one of the weirdest. Like, he's like the size of Ryan Terrio, but Ryan Terrio could play. Right? Mike Fontenot could play. They could play defense. Magical's like, oh shit, the ball. How do, where, where do I hit the ball? Somebody help me. Like, what the fuck? You play like an eighth, like a, like an eight U uh, baseball player where they get the ball and panic. You know what I mean? Like, just because that's just as tall as you got doesn't mean you had to stop learning then, too. What the fuck? Oh, man. I, I love it when you have to go into, into your, your team there. Uh, there's a lot going on wrong with it. He's never been a good defensive player. I mean, in his life? No, no. Like, I mean, going up yes. and watching, watching the minors, watching him in the minors, he's never been a great defensive player. That's not what you got him for. You got him for making contact, which he's not doing in the lineup. Nobody's doing it. Nobody's doing it. I mean, it, it is it is frustrating. I mean, look, right now the Cubs are sitting very firmly in fourth place, uh, twenty three and thirty six. Uh, it's bad. They are ten games back, and they are three and seven in the last game in the last uh, uh, ten. So, the whole NL Central is kind of shitty right now. Even the Cardinals are are at the top right now with thirty four and twenty seven record, but they're still five and five in the last ten. I want to say. Uh, I, I saw a stat a couple of days ago where it was like everybody in the NL Central is like over 30 the last like week and a half. It was ridiculous. So, look, I, I don't think I, I hope no one has high hopes for this for this division because even the Brewers, the Brewers right now are two and eight in the last 10. They've been on the down slide. You look at the Phillies, look, the Mets were like on 10 game winning streaks and everyone in the NL Central sucks right now. So, so what the, you're the saying Cubs, is that you've got a chance? No, I'm saying that the Cubs <laughs> fit in with the rest of the fucking division. That's what I'm saying right now. The Cubs fit a, a perfectly in with the rest of these shitty NL Central teams. But I'll tell you what. So it's talent. Do you think it's it's talent then? It, you don't have enough talent. The, they don't have enough talent because they're still in the prove me. They're they're in their prove it contract right okay. now. That's you, we know that w- wisdom is is too old to really be a long term answer, right? We we know that Frank Schwindel, as much as he really wanted to hit a grand slam against the Yankees uh, today, uh, being that he's from New Jersey and been a Yankees fan his entire fucking life, he couldn't get it done. We know he's not the long term answer. I mean, there's so many questions on this roster right now. What's going to happen with Ian Happ, who I think is probably the most eligible player on this team to get traded because you don't have to, you, you know, he's still a, a young enough guy that you can plug him in somewhere. He can be a utility guy for a long time because remember he's played second base he can play anywhere in the outfield so he mm-hmm. has a lot of potential and for a trade candidate um what Hendricks is getting older you know what I mean Wade Miley's old as shit mm-hmm. you know there's no there's there's just they're trying to plug hold I mean they they grabbed Clint Frazier off of waivers from the Yankees and he was a fucking bum you know what I mean so there's no you know say a Suzuki right now hot when he came out yeah. injured right now you have no idea what's really going on with this team from day to day they got a couple of guys Morel looks looks very excited very exciting mm-hmm. to watch mm-hmm. you know what I mean he he loves being at the ballpark every day but I mean like you look overall there yeah it's a talent problem on this team and until we see what's really going on with these guys in the minors who knows where this team's going yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. No. <laughs> wow. Besides Hayward and Hap, there's really no, no no telling on that team. I know Hendricks has been Contreras. up. And, well, yeah, I mean, Contreras. Contreras. Look, uh, that has to be the hot issue, right? Do you sign Contreras or do you trade him? I've been telling you guys you've got to trade him to get enough talent. And I understand he's a he's a he's the main cog because he's a catcher and he's 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 the cornerstone, right? For for a, a rebuilding team. He's a good hitter. But you need to plug up a lot of holes, and right now uh, he's at this highest value. Time to trade him. I mean, they they just they just avoided arbitration with him, and he got nine point six two five. You know yes, what I did. mean? So I mean, like, look, I honestly like I I understand the whole idea about trading Contreras, and one of the guys, one of the teams that they're talking about him going to is the Yankees. You know what I mean? And and 
I don't I don't wow. like it. Yeah, because I mean, you look at what, what they're doing right now. You know, Gary <laughs> hey, Gary Sanchez went over to uh, uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. They got like Trevino or whatever it is under there. You know what I mean? So look, it, it, would would Wilson Contreras put him over the top? Not only defensively but offensively. I mean, who's better than the Yankees right now anyway? It's, it's nobody. 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 You know what I mean? So what? what it's, you it's like the Yankees. Yeah. Then there's the Dodgers. Then the Mets. I mean they're, Atlanta. Yeah. At, well, they're, they're you know they're they're the reigning champs, but they're they're one of their best players went over to the Dodgers. So yeah. I mean, it, look, it, it's yes, it's it's a problem with talent. It's a problem with you know everyone on this fucking team. It's just it, I can't even be frustrated because I didn't expect anything out of this team. Right. You right. know what I mean? And that's what's weird to me about Cubs fans who sit there and bitch and moan. Oh, I can't believe they. What do you mean you can't believe? They just played the best team in baseball and half your team is minor leaguers or guys that were in the minors for nine fucking years. What did you think was going to happen? Seriously. <laughs> Wisdom and fucking uh, Schwindel been in the, were in the minors. They're career minor league players. From the 2000s. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Look, man. Now, now that you have no comment. Mr. Fucking Sox fans in here. <laughs> I'm gonna shut up for a little bit. Oh, oh, wow! And here's the I know that's, that's the most surprising thing of all. But so my question to you is, yes, what's sir. going on on the Soul site? White Sox, White Sox, go go White Sox, let's go 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 White Sox. We're with you all the way. The White Sox can't get it together either, brother. Boo. That's what's happening. Boo. <laughs> Whether it's the pitching. The hitting, the coaching, something is always lacking in every game. Oh, it's always the coaching. Losing two out of three <laughs> to both Dodgers and Rangers. Yeah, the thought process on the intention to walk with... Um, with to, to Turner? Turner. And one, two. So let me ask you a question. Is there is there some question about whether that was a good move or not? I guess at one two is the question at the counter. You know what he hits against left hand pitching with one oh one or two strikes? You know what he hits? He does well, well, you know what Muncie hits with two strikes with against left hand pitcher? Uh, I mean, is that really a question? Because it was one and two. Turner was a, a strike left against a left hander is not something you can avoid if you can. And we had an open base and Muncie happened to be the guy behind him, and that's a better matchup. Here again, somebody disagrees. That's that's the beauty of this game. Welcome to it. But that- All right, so I'm gonna shut up for a second. I'm gonna let Sean take care of this one. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. You know, my my thought with with that was I don't think he, you know, pitch to him. It's one and two. Stay away from him. Okay, if you're worried about him, maybe he chases. All right, maybe get him to get trying to get him to get himself out. Don't throw him a strike. Um, to act to actually do that. Um, to me, it was ludicrous. I understand his reasoning, but it's still ludicrous. You can explain why stuff happens or why you do things, but it doesn't mean it's right. It doesn't mean it make, it's a smart thing to do. So um, Tony's been he's been making a lot of decisions that are uh, extremely questionable and uh, from roster. But you have to understand, you know, I'm talking about from roster construction. I mean, uh, lineup construction to a whole bunch of other things, but he's working with not a full team. I mean, look at... From when he started last year, how many games has our entire team been there? I'm talking from Tim Anderson, Tim Anderson, uh, Eloy in left, Lou Bob in right, whoever they decided in, in 
Either way, left. Injury can't right. be an excuse. Yeah, well, it is an excuse because you know what? These guys got paid millions of dollars, and you can you can say guys step up. Every team has to go through injuries. Injuries no, cannot be an excuse. They are an excuse because it's it, not. It, it is. So if, if you got if you take guys who are, you know, there was a point where our whole outfield was got, was gone. Yep. So you take a whole outfield out and look at look. They, they signed Eloy for forty three. You know, Lou Bob was uh, another you know uh, long long term deal. Uh, Tim Anderson they just got his long term deal. All these guys are out. So you mean so you mean to tell me? So let me ask this question: If injuries don't matter, you take away your top five batters. I didn't and say. It matter, I, and it I didn't say. Matter? I didn't say injuries don't matter. I says you that cannot be used as an excuse. It is an excuse because it, other teams find a way to get that shit done. No, other teams don't get it. Now, yes, when, now do. with their top We're five devastated. players, now with now with their top five players out. When you have your entire outfield gone, it, it doesn't matter. It's it's not you're not going to be the same team. And you can people can say, oh, well, next man up. Well, there's a reason why the, the next man is second team. He's not as good as the first person. So, you know, it's I think that, it was that like, means that other people out there are already on that team need to step up. That's what it is. But they're not as All good. The, you, you can't get. So what you're saying is that you're, you're what you're telling me is that I'm telling you that all nine, people, all nine have to pull on that fucking rope. And if someone else is down, you pick your brother up and you pull harder. That's what I'm saying. So you're saying the, the second team is, they should perform at the same level as the first team. I'm saying that so other players case, need to step but, up. But, but I'm yeah, but Larry Garcia but can't I'm, step but I'm up. I'm asking you Larry a question. Sucks. Does that, so you're Larry. saying everybody should perform so the second team should perform as well as the first team. I'm saying the other, yes or no. your other starters yes or on no. the team <laughs> need to pick up the fucking pieces. So you, so you Carry can't, more of the load. Figure it out. But, but if they're not equipped. They're not equipped to do that. But your other starter, you can't hit a five-run Stop making stupid mistakes. You know what I mean? No, you can't hit a five hundred five hundred so home run. So when you're down, they wouldn't let me. So or what happens when you're not? You know, if they put him on base, what happens if it's an open base? And they put him on. What happens if he's not up in that particular inning when there's runners in scoring position? There's a reason guys are second. They're their second team. You can't expect the second string players to be as good because if they were, they'd be getting they'd be getting the same amount of money as the first team. So so injuries are a huge factor. Now that's that's old coach talk, is old coach bullshit. Because trust me, I was a coach. And you, you used to say that, but you understand when you're with your when, in, with the staff, you're like, damn, dude, this guy's hurt, this guy's hurt, this guy's hurt. You, you can't expect those guys who are second team to play as well as the guys who are on the first team because they wouldn't be second team if they were playing as well as the guys on the first team. Speaking of injuries, Michael Kopech goes down today after uh, facing a couple of batters. He left with uh, right knee discomfort. We have no idea what's going to be. He's going to get an MRI the next on uh, Monday or Tuesday, whatever it is. We still have Joe Kelly out, Tim Anderson out, Aaron Bummer. Grandal's day to day with another hamstring. As soon as he starts hitting, he's back to gonna go back on the IL because of a tight hamstring. It, I don't know what's going on with the White Sox and the hamstrings. The soft, the soft, soft core, tissue, soft, soft tissue injuries tissue, are, yeah. have been really, really uh, affecting this team in a negative way. With with Eloy now and his hamstring, yep. Tim Anderson and his groin. You know, you've had a whole yeah. bunch. Uh, Yo Yo and his oblique. There's a whole bunch uh. of different things that are going on. <clears throat> And they just fired the training staff last year, and they got a new one. Yeah, so did. again, my issue is, what the hell are they doing? Are they, you know, they need they honestly, truth be told, they need to get a, a, a incorporated into a yoga yes. uh, routine. Yep. They need to have everybody. They practice need to, they yoga. need to call up Jake Henrietta and say, hey, what did you do to hey. fucking all of a sudden loosen up? They got to call DDP, DDP. baby. <laughs> they get them the diamond cutters. DDP, and but it's, I don't understand why they are, why they're so, they're constantly getting. Are having soft tissue injuries. It doesn't. I, I would. I would imagine that, that they're the, lifting the, too much and not stretching enough. It, it, might, not, it might not even be lifting too much. Hanging but out with Alshon Jeffrey. You, you might have to. You know, sometimes, sometimes you're wound too tight. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. yeah. And so that that's where the the 
flexibility and the stretching comes in. Right. I don't know how much they make them stretch, but man, you it's know, not enough. When I, I'll tell you what, I played football for so so long, long time, and my stretching routine before a game was about forty five minutes. Yeah. And it know, gets longer as you, as you get older. And you know, so my thing is like, why don't they have a half a twenty minutes to a half hour stretching routine? And if they do. Then there's this, I mean, I'm telling you, if you saw my put a, uh, put a, uh, a meme up, not a meme, but I posted on Facebook today, like whoever put, uh, whoever put brujeria on my, my oh, socks. Oh, I did see that. Your mom was a, your mom was a hoe. <laughs> I did see that. Because <laughs> it, uh, it's, it's just unbelievable the amount of soft tissue injuries, not even broken bones. It's just soft tissue. And like, damn, and, yeah. and those are those are the worst because they, they linger. linger. Yep. Right? And there's certain things you can try and do, but it really all depends on, on your healing process. So I, I it's I don't know what's so, going on with these guys, man. It's frustrating as all hell. So even let me ask you a question. So even with the injuries that that the White Sox are dealing with right now, their team has currently constructed. How much better are they than the Cubs right now? Right now, I mean, not yeah. much, not much. With all their injuries, and I'll tell you why, because they're not playing smart baseball. So because you're talking about your, your main guys, Eloy and and Ta and and Mancata, Who the hell knows what's going on with that guy? Yeah. But I mean, you look at the other position. You look at Abreu, who who's I didn't mean, he's, he's hitting now this week. Yeah, started you know turning I mean? it around. But you look up and down that lineup, and they should be miles ahead of the fucking Cubs. The Sox record right now is what twenty seven. But we got twenty seven to thirty one, and the Cubs are twenty three. They're only four games better than the Cubs right now. Well, here's, here's and both the, centrals suck. But here's the issue that I that I've said countless times is the White Sox. In my opinion, the White Sox are too busy looking at reading their press clippings. I think they're, yep. they're really mm-hmm. too busy looking at the fact that they won. They got a silver slugger, or a couple of silver slugger awards. They got an MVP award in there. They have a a batting champion in there. They have a Golden Glove. And the fact of the matter is, is that right now, you know, they don't have to date myself. They don't have the eye of the tiger. They, they are not the hunters. You know, they, they feel like they're the hunted. Yes. And until you've won something, you are not the hunters. And people can want to come after you. Are, you are hunting your first World Series championship, first World Series title. There needs to be a focus w- with this team that I don't see. And, and it starts at management. It starts at the top. It starts with, with – and, and here, here's the issue. Rick, you know Rick Hahn is frustrated because – He's handcuffed. He's, he's, exactly. Exactly, he can't fire Tony Russo. No, he can't. Tony Russo might be able to fire him. Truth be told, <laughs> if, but, Rick, if Rick found, if Rick kind of said went out, of, went out of, uh, uh, how do you say, out of, um, out of, out of pocket or uh, out of line, whatever, and he 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 fires him. Let's say he goes rogue and he fires him. He goes that, over that, Jerry's head, right? And that we, that's that's career suicide. Yeah, because he, he's going to get fired on the White Sox. Yes, but I promise you, if if some. I promise you, if 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 Jerry decides to to kick Ray Khan to the side because he got rid of TLR, he has a, he has some other game. team would scoop him up the in next a day. fucking second. Oh yeah, in a second, in a fucking heartbeat. But why would you fire yourself essentially by firing a manager that you didn't want, that you didn't hire? Because because it's the wrong hey, fucking listen, manager. Every time every time someone quits from a job, right, leaves a job, you're not just leaving the job. You're quit. You're basically firing your fucking manager, your own manager, the, your 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 supervisor. Because you're like, you know what? Fuck you. I don't want to work from you. You don't make it enjoyable, and guess what? If Rickon does that to TLR, that's what. So let, let me let me ask you a question because we had another firing that happened this week, and it was Joe Madden from the Angels. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have TLR or Joe Madden right now for the manager of the White Sox? Well, we know. We I'll know take Joe Girardi. We know what we had for. Nah, that's not the. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, we know what we had in TLR, and I'd take Ozzy. You know. Yep. But, 
and I've said it plenty of times, he is the perfect guy for this team, but they will not hire him. Ozzy's a wild card. Ozzy's going to say what he wants. You know, the fact of the matter is that, you know, with baseball now, if, if you guys are listening, if you don't really, if you don't know it, the, the front office makes the lineup. The front office does everything, which is why if you've heard in recent years, they, they, the significance of a manager is is just to go uh, up there and change the pitcher literally for all intents and it's purposes for show. and yeah. you know they, that's why they're not paying managers three four five six million dollars anymore they're paying them a million they they according to their an- analytics their the manager's only worth what, th- two or three but the games. manager still has to make in-game moves which tony has no idea what he's doing half the time i mean i, I feel like he forgets what he's doing halfway he through leaves his, his pitchers in there way yes, too long yes. doesn't warm up the bullpen as fast enough uh, he's, part of, well, he, he's part like of it, an inning behind he, all the he time. Is, he's he's a, a, a player's manager, and the point is is that you know now he wants people to be able to get out of those situations, and he waits too long because back in the day you'd leave. Got, if you're getting shelled, you're getting shelled. Yep. They didn't. They, yeah. you, know, you gotta you gotta figure that out, and that's that's part of the wussification of America. Like, oh my, you know, come take me out. I'm getting shelled. No, sometimes you gotta figure shit out, and and that's what he's not. But you can't do that every game. You can't. You it's starting to pile up on you. It's gonna kill the confidence of the of the good pitchers that we do have, and then you also have uh, your your bullpen. That's oh, I'm putting in for this, I'm putting in for that, and then I'm switching, I'm switching, I'm switching. You're using your bullpen all up. I mean, it's it's really bad. Look look at the, all the injuries that we have. I mean, today they they warmed up Cease in the bullpen today. I saw that. I was like, what the hell are they doing? There's no reason for he's he's, he's supposed to do his uh, side throwing today. That is it. There's not he has the no reason. That's the only reason you would do that is the playoffs. They had Lopez pitch today. They had Cueto pitch. So Cueto was supposed to pitch uh, during the Detroit series. I mean, is he going to pitch you now? Had po- you had Kopech go down. So, I mean, you had to figure something out. But Lope- Lopez is a, is a starting pitcher. Right. He can handle it. Right. Yes. That's his whole deal. Wasn't, he, a, in, wasn't he an opener? That's a, a couple days series? ago. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what you, that's what you have them for to eat right. up innings, right? So why are you wasting a, a starting pitcher? That, that those are the questionable moves that we're talking about. And then you do this Trey Turner thing. The Max Muncy's like, you really I can't, I can't walk, believe it, yeah. You really walked this dude with one and two. You could have nibbled, nibbled, nibbled. Maybe he strikes out. Maybe it's a single. Okay, whatever. But you literally walked him. That's a slap in the face to a guy who almost won the MVP in the NL the year before. Yeah, but you have to to slap in the face. But but first of all, he's coming off injury, so he's not he's not in sync. Second of all, before he went and he before he was injured, all right, he was he was in a slump. Yeah, he was hitting one fifty four. So the fact of the matter is, is you you can take it however you want. Okay, if you if you want to go by the numbers, that's and you what say, he did. Then okay, well then here, look, I got a guy who's going one fifty four as opposed to Trey Turner, who's who's hitting everything in sight. So it, you know, would you take it? Yeah, I understand. It. I don't agree with it, but I understand. Like you, 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 you know, everyone's it's analytics is what the numbers say. Well, here's what the numbers say. So when people are, are sitting there and you know when people want to. Use the numbers, they will. When they don't, they won't. Exactly. And so, you know, you got you got guys who are saying, well, Tony's old school and this and this. And then he uses the numbers. New he, school, he everybody ins- gets mad. He invented the he analytics. Used- he used it way yeah. before anybody. So this is the thing. He, uh, uh, Trey Turner's hitting 247 against a left-hander on a one and two account. The best in baseball in that count. Okay, I understand that. I understand why you look at the analytics to make that change, to walk them, because it was a wild pitch that allowed the runners to advance so you have a base open. And he was so confused that people were questioning that move. He was like, what do you mean? I have no idea why you would even question that. It's just, I feel like he's he's out of touch. No, that's not even out of touch. No, because he's telling telling the uh, the, the reporter, do you know the numbers that I looked at? But I mean, like, he, like... 
How do you not understand the perception of what's going on right now? Because you don't care about the perception. You're as a coach, you don't care what the people think. You think what you look, you do what's best for your team. You go by the the numbers. The numbers are you don't pitch to Trey Turner. You, the numbers are you pitch to Max Muncie. Now, what if if it, it, it's it's a, a gamble? But here's the thing: if Max Muncie uh, gets out of the inner or ends the inning, everyone's like, "Oh my God, this is why Tony Roos is a Hall of Fame manager." Oh my God, maybe he's coming around. Well, it didn't. It backfired in his face. So right. then people wanted to wanted to. To, to throw him under the bus again, I don't think I would have done it. But if yeah. you go by the numbers, which is what everybody wants to do nowadays, then that tells you. And it, again, this is why Ozzy's perfect for this job because Ozzy goes by feel, and then he uses the numbers to kind of uh, to to have an uh, effect on him. You know, to uh, kind of influence. They don't make the decision for him; they influence it. And Ozzy, as a baseball guy, as a coach. You have to have a feel for the game. Yeah, it, it's who's playing, who's hitting, who's what he's doing against this particular pitcher. What's he been? What's he been doing recently? All that comes into play. But if you just want to go by the numbers, what Tony did was the right thing to do. All right. So finishing out the month of June, you guys are getting ready to play the Tigers. That, I mean, that should help us out, right? But the way they should, <laughs> it should. Okay. But the way they're playing defense and the way our pitchers are going down left and right, yeah. it does not look good for us. Right. You can see Detroit taking two out of three from the White Sox right now. I well, can easily see that. And that, and that's the thing is that then you got Astros coming up right after that. That's mm-hmm. a whooping. You got Blue Jays coming to town, and you got the Orioles coming to town, to, to, uh, and then uh, the Angels to finish out the month. Don't sleep on the Orioles, and because uh, you would know when you saw when the Cubs went up there. The, or, uh, the Orioles were the same; they have the same record as the Cubs at the time when they met no, each other. But I'm saying, like they fa- they faced each other, and they were just you know the Orioles got up there and did their thing. I mean, the Cubs. You know what I mean? We we know the Cubs are not good, but what I'm saying is that when you look at the teams that you have. For the rest of the month, these are not divisional opponents. Aside, this from is Tigers. where it's supposed to get softer. This, the schedule this is, gets softer. You should. I mean, like you got to see. I, again, I think you know you, you play the Astros. That's still a tough team to play, um, and then you got to uh, round it out with the Angels, who have been terrible for, and that's why Joe Mann got fired. Then we turn around and we look at what's going on in July. And and we talked about this, I think, last show. July is a very crucial month for the White Sox. Mm -hmm. You start off playing the Giants in San Francisco. And then you got the first place Twins. You got the Tigers again. And uh, and you got Cleveland. You're you're playing your division. Yes. All the whole month of July, and that's going to really dictate what's going on. You finish off, uh, you got the Rockies and the, the A's at the end of the month. So, I mean, that's really going to dictate what's going on. Are these these games out of your division even going to make that much of a difference depending on what you do at that point? Because, I mean, you can either make up a lot of ground or fall real quick in this fucking month of July. Yeah, thank we- you, thank you to Minnesota for screwing the pooch themselves because they, they really could be having a, a double-digit lead on us Easy. in this particular point. But they they, they they've chosen to to, to play at a mediocre at best level and, and really bail us out because you know what because once once the Sox get back the White Sox are a much more talented team they're the most talented team in the AL Central mm-hmm. they're just not playing with it. they're not healthy and they're not playing like it so if Minnesota, if Minnesota was smart they should they you know they they did not take advantage of the fact that the White Sox are struggling. They should be at least eight to ten games up at this particular point with the way that we played the poor, the poor defense, the poor base running, the uh, the uh, the inability for to uh, connect and situational hitting. They 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 screw themselves. And when the White Sox get back, if they can get all healthy and start moving. Man, Minnesota doesn't have a chance. And they're good. They've gotten better. The whole t- division's gotten better. But this White Sox team, talent-wise, is the best in the division. All right, Sean, as a White Sox fan, depending on what happens in the month of July, right? Let's say, just for the sake of argument, let's say they go 500, which, I mean, look right now. Yeah, that That's not a good look. That It's not a good look, but 
based on how they've been playing in the last couple weeks, the way that they kind of just been you know, a lot floundering, of weird floundering. mistakes and kind of mm-hmm. like you know you see like you see what happened in the last couple of games against the Rangers where they should have won these fucking games yes. and they let them slip through their fingers. Yep. Okay. Let's say right now with them getting on a trajectory which would take them to a 500 level, so you're not losing ground in the division, but you're not necessarily gaining ground. What would be one move that you would look for the White Sox to make? Prior to the trade deadline, mm. that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, and the reason being because all those all those young bucks right now who are supposed to be, literally be in their prime, um, they're under contract. So, do you want to move them? Do you still have faith in Yo-Yo? Do you still have faith in Lou Bob? Do you still have faith in Eloy? Do you still have faith in Ta? You know what do you I think do? Mancata out of out of those names that you gave, he's Mancata the one is the one. He, yeah, because I mean, you got Burger. He's yeah, but you Burger know what, can't you, play defense. Can't, his defense is atrocious. At, and, and every game he has an error. And and you know what? Are Too you gonna, many burgers. The, the fact that, you know, are you gonna are you gonna sacrifice offense for defense? Because if you do, what happens if he doesn't give you the offense that game, but still gives you the horrible defense? Nice liability. Yeah, that's exactly it. So you know the, the the game he had the homer the other day. Um, he had three mishaps in the field. One was an error. The other one was uh, a, a ground ball that it should have been a double play, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was a uh, he didn't attack the ball when Trey Turner was running. Yeah, he waited and, on and, and he's he, safe. He stayed back, and he took a hop, and Trey Turner beat, beat it out easily. So yep. these are things because he's nowhere near the athlete of Yo-Yo, and Yo-Yo's got to – you know, the yeah. one thing that, that bugs me about Tony – is I think he might he might just be getting old, and you know, his, for me, might. this is why I want Ozzy. Ozzy will put, Ozzy will put you on front street. Ozzy will tell you you're playing like you're playing like yeah, shit, and, and you're going to sit. Period. And you know what? I don't care if you're me personally. I don't care if your feelings are hurt. This is you're you're dealing in you're a grown man. You're, you're getting paid millions and millions of dollars, okay, to play a kid's <laughs> game. And if someone can't criticize you. Okay, well then, too damn bad. But I love, I would love the fact that Ozzy would hold it. There'd be no language barrier, even though Tony speaks Spanish. Right. There'd be no misunderstanding, nothing lost in translation. Ozzy would put his foot in your ass and see how you perform. And if you can't perform, then you can't be here. As much as I love you, on Moncada, and you know, on my show, I, I get flack about it all the time. How much I love Yo Yo. But man, if he's got to go, then he's got to go. Because you know what? They're trying to win a World Series, and if you're not, if, if you, if you can't deal with the, with the downs, okay, and you can only deal with the ups. No, then that's not the type of person you want because baseball over 162 games is a marathon. You're going to have ups and downs more than once throughout the season. So the thing is, is that when TLR got hired, rehired by the White Sox, there was another manager that I wanted on the hire, and it wasn't Ozzy. It was A.J. Hinch who ended up on the Tigers. That's, which, who, that's who Han wanted. That's that, who Han wanted. Would you have been happy with that move if they had made yes. it? 1,000%. Yes. Right. Yes. And that's to me, like, you're looking at a young team. You're looking at a manager that, that – basically took a bunch of young Hispanic players over there in Houston, regardless of whatever fucking, like, you know. Cheating the, shit, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever happened over there. It, it happened, it happened. I mean, but they still had to physically play the game, right? They had they had to make the moves. They had to make the hits. They had to make the pitches, right? So whatever happened with that. But you, to me, that was the perfect manager coming off of his suspension. He had a bunch of shit that was going on underneath him that he had no idea, and that's his own fault. Joey Cora and, and all these motherfuckers. It was Joey Cora, right? Shady ass Al- shit. Uh- uh, you know what I mean? Alex, Alex, Alex Core. Not Joey yeah. Core. So, I mean, but like, you know what I mean? And it's his his fault as a manager that he didn't know that was happening right under his own roof. But that's neither here nor there. 
the the fact of the matter is is that they made a mistake with hiring TLR yes. and we're seeing it more and more and more every day every time he steps out there and he's just you know it's just shit falling out of his mouth and it's frustrating and and this is from a Chicago fan not a Cubs fan or a White Sox fan this is from a fan who wants Chicago teams to do well I'm not shitting on TLR because he's he's bad I'm shitting on TLR because he was the wrong choice for the for the White Sox and if they don't find a way to do something about this, whether it's find someone else in the organization that can take over and finish out the year and get them where they need to be. That would never happen. It's not happening. I understand that. It's not going to happen. Yeah. But that's what needs to happen. Yes, sir. And that's the bottom line. And that's the bottom line. All right, fans, we'll be right back with Stirring the Pot after a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. We all know that 2020 was no joke. And with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. Hey, what's up? This is Lux Cruz from Jungle AE Recording Studios and Illinois Media School. And you are now listening to True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. It's that time again, brother. Oh, boy. You know what time it is. Uh-oh. It's time for Stirring the Pot. All right, man. Mm-hmm. So we talked about this before the show. We did. Right? And it was a guy that came out. I guess he was a White Sox fan. Mm-hmm. And he says that for every time Burger hits a home run, he's going to eat a burger. <laughs> oh, boy. I know where this is going. So what, what happens when, when Mendick goes on a hot streak? Arby's, we have the meats. Nothing. 
Well, <laughs> they'll probably have to take up residence in uh, Boys Town. <laughs> All right. So one one thing we were just discussing is weird foods. Okay. So I need you, sir, to tell me what is a weird food that you like that most other people you think do not like. So I don't know. Okay, my thing that I I, I really enjoy and I be uh, because as a kid, my grandmother, um, we would have it. We would watch different TV shows, Dynasty, Colby's, mm. that type. I mean, I'm going back. So, so I mean, you know, even Dallas. Right. Uh, <laughs> all right. I used to eat cottage cheese, cottage cheese with fruit. Uh-huh. So she would have the, you know. Back then it was it was all canned, so she'd get the canned fruit, the canned mm-hmm. peaches, the canned pears. She'd have it, she, and they were either halves. If they were halves, she'd cut them in quarters, and she put a big chunk of the cottage, you know, cheese. cottage yep. cheese on there, and we would eat that. And I turned, I learned to love it. A lot of people cannot stand it. So your so your your thing is is like cottage cheese and fruit together. Yes. All right. All right. So here we go. Mm-hmm. Are you eating cottage cheese with fruit? Fuck no! I'm not in a retirement home. <laughs> Fuck that! But that. That's not the question. The qu- no, you, I'm no, not going to eat that shit. No, but, but you're you're questioning it because you're not. That you're I'm not. not I'm, I'm not knocking that, it. I'm not. Like, you want to eat that? Go ahead and eat that. No, that's but, not for but, me. But have you ever had it? Uh, no, it looks disgusting. It looks like the texture is like fucking cheese that's been sitting in your. Uh, so you never had cottage cheese. cheese. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No. See, if one person doesn't like it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, cause, cause for me, I was in the same boat as you. We, my grandmother used to mix it up with like peaches. The other thing she used to mix it up with was tuna, because it's a cheap yeah. meal that you, you know, it's yeah. a cheap meal that you get your your dairy, you get your protein. You know what I mean? That's that's really yeah. what it is back it's in the good, day. It's like good protein. Crackers. Protein. You know what I mean? You eat it with crackers or something like that. Yeah, I mean, like that's a very like. Yeah, that's a very, very, so I lived through the 40s uh, era of fucking food, right? That's what that it was right there. Ration your food, right? Right, you know what yeah. I mean? And find what, hey, whatever's cheap and gives you the nutrients you need. That's what that was. Am I sitting there, am I going to run out and go grab some fucking cottage cheese right now? That is not going to happen. I mean, I probably haven't <laughs> had it since I was nine years old, but, I mean, it's definitely something that I've had in my life. Definitely not eating cottage cheese out of a can or a container, and I no, don't, it come, it I don't want it out of my woman's legs either. Well, that's, oh, that took a dark turn. Wow. Damn, right, we're over here reminiscing fast. about grandmothers, and you—how dare you, sir? Talk about <laughs> how dare you? Gravitationally challenged women. Jesus after, Christ! After my joke about men, dick. Right, right. <laughs> Anytime I say a joke, I'm out of line, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, look, I think we got a big question for the both of y'all. Yes, sir. For one, for the one hundredth time, probably <laughs> not that far. I don't think we've done it. No, time. not a hundred times. But anyway, before we go, what you looking at? What are you watching that isn't sports? I'll let Sean go first. What am I watching in sports? That's what not. Are you sports. watching that isn't sports? It's not sports. Well, you know what? Right now, nothing because all the seasons have ended. Because I was I'm in Chicago Med. I'm not mad. I can't stand it. I don't yeah. know why I keep saying that. Chicago, keep saying it too. I've said it like 17 freaking times. Chicago Fire, Chicago PD. Yes. Um, I just got done watching Queen, of, into Queen of the South last year. Uh, just finished Ozark. Um, Phenomenal. I'm working loved on it. it. I'm working on it. I'm working on um, it. I just finished All American. I finished All American Homecoming. So I'm, I'm, we, we, I watch shows, but right now, because now it's the off season, I just watched Power, but Power, Power Four. Uh, with Tommy, Power Three, with Kanan, Power Two, with with Tariq, I've watched all those shows. Those are the shows I'm watching, but they're all on break right now. Ah, okay, okay. 
Yeah, I mean, like, th- th- that's the good thing about Netflix is that, like you just watch the whole thing at once and then you wait three years for the next one to come out. Yeah, or what they did with Ozark or Nef- or, uh, um, or Stranger Things where they break it up into yes. two half seasons. I'm yes. like, so really? that's Yeah, that's, that's that. something. Ozark was dope. Oh, I, yeah. I, I'm, a lot I'm of making, people didn't like the end of it. I, was, I loved it. My I did way. too. I did too. I was, so if you haven't seen it, I won't ruin yeah, it for that's, you. That's what, so that's he, what he likes to start. Uh, uh, he hasn't even finished Boardwalk Empire. No, I, I made it like I made. <laughs> I made it where I can see the end a couple times, but I never quite crossed the finish line. And it just—it's just happy. Like I, I, every I'm show he starts and never finishes. I got. Dude, I, I didn't got two see kids, Boardwalk Empire, dude. Oh, it's I, phenomenal. I saw great, the first like three episodes. I liked it, and then I I can't tell you why I never right, finished. It. Right. That's There's true. no real reason. It's, it's just phenomenal. I got busy doing something else. Breaking right. Bad was awesome. Yes, yeah. it it's was a slow okay. burn. It's a slow it burn. Was okay Very slow. Me. Yeah, yeah. Break, Breaking Bad was okay for me. I was just, I was like, I got to the end. I was like, okay. I was just, you know what it was too is like at the time I was, I was working a lot of long hours, and every time we went to put it on, I went to sleep. Tired, and it was just like, it was like, it's not. I feel like. Because it's very slow moving. I was like, if you call my interest enough to keep me awake, I, regard like I'll, I'll be like, oh no no no, I feel myself dozing off. I'll sit up, I'll straighten up, I'll go get a glass of water, whatever it is. But that never, that moment never happened for me with that show. Yeah, understandable. No no, there's there a lot of a lot of uh, slow time, a lot of downtime in that. Like the one episode, remember the one episode where they're trying to kill the fly? Oh my god, that was the most boring episode in the history of of television television shows ever. They're just <laughs> trying to kill one. Freaking fly in yeah. their laboratory! Oh my god! Dude. Then, then they, they had so many different angles. The angles from from uh, Jesse, from from Heisenberg, and then from the fly. Yeah. Yeah. It was just crazy. Oh yeah, that was that was. But that was one of the movies, the, the uh, series that I, I loved, man. I loved, 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 loved Breaking Bad. Yeah. So yeah. You, do you like those long series then, huh? Yeah. Seven, I, eight seasons. Yeah, like power. I was a, I'm a huge that's, power that's fan. That's why I get in trouble. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I'm a huge power fan. You know what? I, I missed out on on a, a really good money making opportunity for uh, during power. So after season four, I believe, or season three, um, Ghost got arrested by Angela um, for the for the murder of Greg Knox, her former colleague. Mm-hmm. And you know he didn't do it. So I'm sorry, I'm re- ruining it for everybody, but he didn't do it. And so immediately after it happened. And I, I didn't. I don't know why I didn't pull the trigger. I'm like, you know what? I, if you made shirts and just sold them on eBay, hashtag free ghost. Mm-hmm. That would have been, yeah. you know, especially a month or two leading up. Because once they came back with the date when the when the next season started, and I would have, I should have put those shirts out on eBay, or, or sold, you know, a bag of chips, and then you get the shirt for free. You know what I mean? Some yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Some shit like that. And uh, and I, I missed out. But like ghost or power, I should say, that was. Awesome, awesome, awesome series. I really, I, I, I watched uh, the first seasons until where it was when the son uh, realizes that his dad's a you know a scumbag and this sort. And then th- doesn't he fall or something? The son falls. Doesn't he fall like off the off the club or something? Or, or does his dad fall? Off no, the club? his dad, his dad gets shot. Yeah, he, he gets dies. shot. Yeah, yeah. That's that's as far as I got to that. Oh, that, oh, that's the last. That was the, that was the end of the series of Power. Yeah. And they broke off. And it's Power a books. They broke off. Yeah, book two is, is Tariq. Book three is Kanan. And book four is Tommy. Okay. So I got something to watch now over the summer. That does not pique my interest whatsoever. <laughs> no? <laughs> I, I, every time I'm like, no. No, because it feels like very, I don't know. I don't know. I've seen like music, like shows and documentaries. And, like, and like, I, I'm, I, I love music so much. I feel like when it, it's a little too cheesy for me. My own taste. Mm-hmm. 
But you know what I mean? Like I, like documentary. Like and I don't watch a lot of dramatic shit. Like it has to be something really weird. Yeah, that me, is like true. really off the wall. Like I watch comedy all day, all day, all day, all day. Uh, uh, um, but yeah, like I enjoy. I enjoy, it, but I also feel like like Ozark. I feel like this is something that could happen. Right, this feels like a real story. I'm watching real people do this. Okay. I feel like that type of show, that shit just seems like it's too shiny, it's too fake, like it's too dramatic. It's way overly dramatic. That's why I can't watch like the the Chicago uh, Fire, PD, all that shit. It is very everything is oh, like uh, there was a show about like people that it was called um, the flight something right where they like got on a flight they landed somewhere and it was five years later and but everyone, oh, so everyone yeah, 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 yeah. and i'm like and it, and it was like mm-hmm. i'm like this is interesting the concept of it and the whole show starting from episode one wasn't about the phenomenon that just happened where they fucking lost five years of their life it was about their weird relationships with people after they came back and the dramatic fucking circumstances i'm like i'm interested in what happened with that weird ass. how the fuck did that happen investigate that shit i watched one episode and cut it off i was like i never got to that immediately (laughs) immediately it was just like i'm out (laughs) it was like but but husband you got remarried he's like yeah it was five years and that was the whole fucking show it's it's very similar to lost where it was really good because it kept you in suspense and then it became dramatic. It was like, it's just like the whole thing was just p- about people like arguing about shit. That was, I was like, this is bullshit. Tell me what happened. <laughs> How the fuck did that flight go five years? That's what I wanted to know. I don't care about, but Timmy doesn't like me anymore. He found a new wife. Oh, fuck Timmy and his wife. Well, I don't care. But wait a minute. Where did they have enough snacks and drinks? I don't know. They, it was. What about the bathroom? How many? What about the journey here? But that's, no, it's it five years of no. stuff in the plane. Oh boy, it that's a lot of shit. It didn't last five years. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. It was it was a whole. It was just a regular flight, and when they landed, it was five years later. Not that it took five years to fly. So like they flew like the through the Bermuda, the Bermuda Triangle, right. and they just popped up on the other so side. They right. have the flux capacitor is no. that what happened? No, <laughs> and it, it was weird because it was like a family had to get split up and go on two different flights. One flight made it normal, and the other flight they assumed it lost. And then like five years later, they showed up and they show up like, what are you talking about? We just got on the flight. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was just it, like we just landed. Like no, we've been gone. Like, what do you mean I've been gone? That's exactly. And it was just like, and that was it was just fucking. Yeah, that didn't. That, yeah, that, nah, that no. That wouldn't. Uh, that, I was like, nah, 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 nah. Y'all, y'all gotta do that shit. <laughs> well, who are you watching, Z? Uh, the Boys, the new season of The Boys. Uh, if you don't know the Boys, it's that uh, superheroes, uh, but they're not too super, bro. They're they, they're, it, they're dirty and grimy. It's superheroes without any morals. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. And so I like I, we were talking off air. Uh, yeah, there's uh, there's some grimy ass scenes, man, and. Some that makes you kind of like Ugh. what platform? Cringy. It's on Amazon. Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Amazon yeah. Prime. Yeah. So uh, they those come out every Friday. Uh, I think they're about four episodes in this season. It, it, it's it's great TV. It's just it's violent. <laughs> it's something <laughs> you don't really have to think about it. There's not that much drama, drama on it, but um, it's a, it's a good show. Um, also been watching Mayans. It's uh, I think it's I think I one or two more episodes for this season. I. Freaking love it! Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, if you don't know, Mines is a spinoff of Sons of Anarchy. I never watched that either. Oh, I, I've, <laughs> Sons See, of Anarchy is that great. Was, that was actually pretty good, yeah. but I can't watch it anymore because I was actually watching it the night that I fucking came down with vertigo. It, it oh. something triggered. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I was. I, I fell asleep. Mm. I had the. I got the fucking uh, the stereo with the sound of the motorcycle going past me as I'm sitting mm. on the sofa, and I literally woke up. I was dreaming. I was dreaming that a fucking motorcycle was was going because I actually fell asleep out out in the uh, in the recliner watching the TV. Oh wow! And I'm dreaming that the fucking motorcycle was going past me, and I got dizzy because of it. I opened my eyes. I stayed dizzy for like four fucking days. 
vertigo. Like, yeah, wow. it was crazy. I had to go to the hospital, all this shit. That, no they way. thought I was having a stroke. Yeah. I was just dizzy and I couldn't walk. I was just stumbling around. And I was getting ready to have my fucking hip surgery. So, like, With I had a fucking really it. bad hip and vertigo. And they're like, we might not even do the surgery. You you're keep you can't walk in a straight line. I was like, I never could. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's oh, all I it. forgot you said the boys. I also yes. watched The Shy. Oh, yeah, oh, The yeah, Shy, yeah. yes. Yeah. That's a good show. I don't, I don't think I have a showtime. So, me and Sean love the Chicago shows. Oh, no, yeah. Yes. See, but that's different, though. That's like that's not like, I feel like that has a different story. Like, I could believe those are real people that it's happening to. In the show? Yeah. 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 Versus that Chicago med, like. Well, well, no, we don't watch med. That's what I'm that's saying. That's what oh, we yeah. don't watch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but I keep saying that I do. Yeah. I yeah. But I'm saying, like, all, all the, like those shows right there feel like, it doesn't feel like real people to me. You know why? Uh, as much as I love Chicago Fire, it pisses me off to no freaking end. When they they'll say they'll make the call, you know, truck 80, 50, uh, 51, ambulance eighty one, uh, and the address is uh, sixteen fifty eight South Bullshit. Grand. And I'm like, Grand no, doesn't run no, South East West Street. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't give me that bullshit that it's. Yeah. That I hate, dude. I get, dude. I get so pissed. I don't know why. Like, maybe I'm just stupid. No, no. I get pissed. Like, no, there's no way. And then they go like, that's not even there. That's not the address. And they always yeah. go to the same spots. Like, they'll go right there. And, uh, right, shameless. Right by, uh, it's always Pilsen. Right. Yeah. It's it's a it's really by house by by where the output as well. Uh, Garfield Park all the time, uh-huh. so they they film in those areas. And then they have the right right where the um, by the silos, the oh, silos, yeah. yeah, right by Damon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They also have where's the the um, uh, right by the Hyatt, down right right by Wacker. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. where down, Wacker ends. Yes, yes, yeah. They have they always film over there. They have the firehouse there, and that's where uh, uh, who was the chick that left? Um, her, her brother's on her stage brother is on. Uh, uh, Chicago, Chicago PD. Um, the brothers on PD. Yeah, her, they're brothers. They're, they're Dominican. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's what she was. That's what she wanted to go to uh, um, Dominican Republic for for relief for Puerto Rico for relief. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. had to meet the, the chief. Gabby, Gabby, Gabby. Yes. And she had and she had to meet the chief, and he's in on that firehouse right yes. there on like Columbus, I think it is. Yeah. So. Yeah, and yeah. they and then the 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 actual uh, firehouses over there on what is it Racine, Blue Island, and Racine. Racine yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, so. yeah I, love, I just I just don't like when they give, they give the wrong address. Like no, you can't. No, that bothers that. me too. They're like, oh yeah, thirty two uh, something something South Clark, and I'm like, yeah. I don't think it goes that that far south. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. Your Google Maps is broken. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, last thing I, I've watched was the the new Steve Austin uh, podcast. It's on uh, Peacock. Uh, he interviewed Double J, uh, Jeff yeah, Jarrett. Jarrett. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, and, and it's this is kind of like they're breaking down the fourth wall because they were never allowed to talk about any other organization in WWE. So now you got Steve Austin talking to Jeff Jarrett, who started TNA. Right. Uh, and then he, him and his dad, he, has, he I think he's th- third generation. Uh, and they talk about all the wrestling families and all everything he's done and so forth. So it's really good because they were supposed to be in heat um, they had heat against each other that's what everybody thought that they didn't they like each heat. other no not in, not in heat yeah, well, was like, that's, that's a whole different show there <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's it a whole different show than this one it too. is pride month <laughs> oh. <laughs> there's your mendic <laughs> thank you very much we'll be here all week oh man a month um, <laughs> it's almost for 200 <laughs> alright so that's all I got what are you watching 
I'm watching my kids, man. I'm watching my kids. <laughs> no, my. There's gonna uh, be some crazy episodes. <laughs> yeah, 100. percent Yeah, that, that's where all that's where all the softball games and all that stuff comes from. But no, uh, for, for our uh, our 100th episode, my my wonderful wife Kim got us a bottle of uh, our favorite tequila and tickets to go down to see Cubs and Cards yep. in St. Louis. So that's what we'll be doing the weekend after Father's Day. And uh, yeah, so she went and, and had her uh, her girls trip with her girls up to Wisconsin in Minaqua for a few days. So I was I was with Don't the kids, huh? Yeah, Where? all the way up there. Yep. But Is I that won't. Che- Chewbacca. What the? F- <laughs> anyway, they're, uh, but they're yeah, so, of course. Yeah, Is the Adams. You just- so so yeah, I mean that's that's what I've been doing. We've just been hanging out, you know what I mean? Look, uh she was very concerned about the fridge being stocked and I don't think I pulled anything out of that fridge. I was just like, What do you want? We're going to McDonald's. Oh, <laughs> what do you want? We're going to talk about Typical dad move. Yeah, I mean, well, because the thing is is that so Friday I, I worked from home, the girls were here, right? Uh Saturday we had a game at like eleven o'clock, right? So we went to that and then on the way home I'm like, I'm not I had to go get something to fix the pool. I did that. I come back home, the neighbors were out. Hey, you want to come have dinner? Sure, we're having dinner. So we're going over there, had tacos, and then uh, they went to uh, they went and I'm going to Chinatown for boba tea. I was oh, like, that's tea. a lot of that's a lot of traffic. I was like, and during the PR fest, just anywhere in Chicago, that's a lot of traffic. I went to Culver's, so I took the girls to Culver's right here and got ice cream. I didn't go all the way down there. Got yourself a crunk, uh, concrete mixer? Yeah, the Did concrete you? mixer. I threw that somebody. A, <laughs> Did you hear about this, Sean? No. Yeah, I, so I got I got banned from Facebook two different times. Once on on uh, your and my wife's birthday, because their birthday is one day apart. And basically what I said, uh, uh, somebody, one of the comedians we know says, um, I just invested in dog shit coin. I'm about to blow up. I went in the comments and I says, blow up a toilet maybe and facebook said you're banned for violence and i was like uh, i'm sorry they're like you're banned for three days for saying you're gonna blow up a toilet right oh my God. this week when we went to new york last week we were in new york uh-huh. right before that happens on my 10 year anniversary trip our first trip ever like without the kids this is essentially our honeymoon 10 years later uh-huh. someone says someone posted a picture of their their child getting ready to start their brand new job at culver's they had the shirt on and it says i asked my daughter what would she do if a customer gave her shit she goes i'll give it right back to her i says throw a concrete mixer at them and facebook says you're banned for a whole fucking week this time because you shouldn't be throwing concrete at people and i'm like sir or madam a concrete mixer is an ice cream treat from the store covers where this young person is about to start their job you know what facebook said Nothing. They didn't respond at all. They just left me banned for a whole fucking week. So the whole time I was in New York, I couldn't post. I couldn't do. And I do a lot of uh, pictures and shit like that. I still have like a hundred pictures. I got to fucking upload. But yeah, That's hilarious. so they, yeah, so Facebook is, is getting out of control right there. So oh, yeah. they made me real quick. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. You're Dude, good. So they put together a little video. So they they have videos and stuff. So one was with me and uh, uh, when when we went to the uh, Cub Socks. Mm. Okay, so I'm at I'm at the Cub Socks. And <clears throat> they got all these pictures and everything. They put the music there, the whole thing. And then all of a sudden, I get I get flagged for copyright infringement. Yep. yep. I'm like, sing. you put the shit together. I didn't do this. Oh. You did it. So <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> so Facebook's algorithm put together a montage for you. Yes. Use the song with music. Yes. With music, and then they fucking. Oh wow. Yes. Yeah. That is the problem. Is that everything? You know what? Ha- this shit's supposed to be smart, but it's outsmarted itself. 
Yep, exactly. That was hilarious. <laughs> oh man. That's yeah. Classic. No. Aside from that, the one thing that we did, we did watch was Goonies. I put. I, I was. I'm tired of watching the kids' shows, so I, I put it on. And it's funny because the three year old was like, "Yeah, Goonies," and I'm like, "You have no idea what this is." But <laughs> we sat there, we traumatized her. her. Yeah. No, I mean, like, she's just like she, everything is funny to her right now. Everything is funny. Everyone getting hurt is funny. She's just trying to kick my ass. She wants to like jump from one couch to another, like it's WWE. I kid you not. This kid is either going to be a wrestler or like some type of like I don't know, like trapezes, ninja fighter, warrior, yeah, something. Because I mean, that's what I told you. Every time she falls down on concrete, she gets up like the Undertaker. Like where you he looks dead all of a sudden, just from the middle of Doom. his body, from his waist, he just gets right back up. I mean, this kid has been doing that shit for her whole three years of life, and there ain't no fucking. Now she's doing high fly fucking Jeff Hardy shit. She's like fucking my shit up from the top rope. It's crazy, and she's like, and I go to she goes to land on me. I catch her. She goes, Dad, no hands. She wants to land on my chest. She's been watching WWE. She's been watching something, but what the fuck is they putting on YouTube? Like, I know you don't know what this means, honey, but a cracked sternum is not a good thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> and let me tell you, three three year old feet are very sharp and they're very accurate. Okay, I'm just gonna put it. Yeah, why, they, why, why they end with, why they land with their heels first? I have no idea. No, because they're making sure that they're the last one. <laughs> they're like, I'm gonna be the baby forever. <laughs> Oh man! Hey, look, Sean. It, it, it's been a pleasure having you here. Talk football, talk baseball. Um, why don't you tell our fans out there where they can reach you on social media and tell us about your show? Yeah, guys, listen. You can follow me on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, the Snapper, and TikTok. I just made my first TikTok video. Oh, look out! I was, at, I was walking with my mom because I take care of my mom, uh, and it's all the same handle at the Sean Sierra. T H E S H A W N. S I E R R A at the Sean Sierra Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. Uh, you can catch my show, Sean and Maya, in the morning. We're on my platform, Sports Zone Chicago. So you can follow Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Instagram. We are at Sports Zone Chicago, just like it sounds. And on Twitter, we are at Sports Zone Shy. That's C H I S, Sports Zone Shy. So um, check me out there. And, uh, you know, we had to, so I'll be on tomorrow uh, talking baseball, a lot of baseball. I got Bob Nightingale. Uh, Oh, this is going to air on Tuesday. Tuesday, so, yeah. All right, so I had Bob Nightingale on yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, I got to edit the show. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's, that's gold. <laughs> gold, Jerry, gold. gold. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's where you can find me. And uh, my show, we, uh, you know, Maya and I do uh, a sports talk show. We, you know, we just decided to. Uh, stop trying. You know, Chicago's landlocked. Why? I have no idea. There's only two Chicago sports talk stations in yep. the city. Yeah. Uh, much smaller cities have three, four, five. Uh, we, you know, trying to get. I try to get in on a couple of things because I'm kind of smart when it comes to sports. At least I think I am. And uh, <laughs> you know, they they were landlocked. They had their one token minority person on ESPN. They had their one token minority person on the score. Uh, they weren't looking for any more. And so I was like, you know what? Bump this. We we this thing called the internet. And uh, let's, yeah. let's do it. So we created our own stuff, and so we. And we that's funny because Jonathan Hood was on both stations, and mm-hmm. they, he was talking about the same guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so we decided to do that, and man, that was what four years ago, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's been going. Sports Zone Chicago's been is three years old. Um, Sean and Maya is a little older than that, and so it's uh, yeah, because we did the show first, I and mean, before we decided to actually build platform in sports zone chicago so it's uh we got some great news do me do us a favor follow us on all social media platforms uh we have some great news coming up in the next week or so about sports zone chicago so uh stay tuned it's gonna yeah it's gonna be pretty pretty dope we got we got the confirmation everything that 
So we just got to do a few more things, and then we'll definitely let everybody know what we're doing. But it's gonna be it's gonna be a game changer in our eyes and uh, in the eyes of sports uh, sports talk and, and these types of platforms. And that's, that's awesome. awesome. I mean, I'm I'm really happy for you. I'm happy that that you are doing your thing. You know, my, we we have very uh, you know clearly a very similar story. You know what I mean? Which is like, well, we're gonna talk about it. Might as well record the shit. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. anyone listens, hey. If no one listens, at least we have fun. We're gonna do it anyway, so might as yeah. well. You know what I mean. So that's how how it came about, and uh, you know we're, we're we're in the same boat. So I'm very glad that you found a platform that you could you know uh, express your sports thoughts because especially like you said in Chicago, they've tried it a couple times to put another station on the air that does sports talk, and they you know they get so far and, and they get the rug pulled right underneath them because the big boys come in and swoop in and say, hey, uh, uh-uh. uh. So look. Uh, everyone has their space Everyone has their time So I'm glad that you have yours And I'm, I'm glad that you were Able to come over here And uh, and hang out with us For our, our 100th episode man I appreciate it man It means a lot of you guys That thought of me to come out And uh, on a very moment a very, uh, uh, Memorable episode 100, 100 episodes is a lot I mean you're doing You've been doing this For a minute now And you know You got some traction And that's You know A lot of people Don't get to that particular point And you guys have And you know, I, I, appreciate, I appreciate you, you you guys thinking of me and to have me on. Think of it, think enough of me to have me on. So absolutely, man. Thanks no. again. I, I couldn't think of anybody else to have. I, I went through the list. I'm like, okay, who can we have? Right, right. I didn't want to have a, a reoccurring guest somewhere we've had already. I'm like, I want somebody who knows Chicago sports right. and can hang with us. Especially that can hang with Eddie. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hey, and once again, shout out to Will coming back. Hey, I'm so proud of him for for doing what he what he wants to do because he's so entrenched. I mean, he, when he yeah. talks about film, this man sits there and he'll watch. He's every, salivating when he talks a, about film. It's, it's hilarious because and we were watching. So it's just you know we'll, we'll be collaborating with him again for the upcoming Bears season, and you know we'll we'll talk to you again about to what's going on because look, especially with what's going on with the White Sox as the season progresses, I definitely want to talk to you again about what you think is going to happen mm-hmm. when we get closer to that trade deadline, when we get closer to the end of the season when they should be. In the postseason when they should be fighting for the uh, actual spot at the top versus trying to sneak in the back door. So, but oh, Z, yeah, hey, Zingers. once again, <laughs> Z, uh, to you, congratulations wow. and thank you for being a part of 100 episodes with me. Oh, well, I couldn't do it without you. That's pretty much that. I <laughs> know, <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's it's a been uh, a, a progression, is what I want to say. Yep. And if you don't know what I mean, listen to my first episode. It's horrible. <laughs> it is freaking horrible. It is bad because I had no idea what Garage Band was. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I really wanted to, to go back and re-edit it, and then I thought twice about it. Yeah. I want I left it there so people can see our growth and how much we've matured, how much we've learned, and um, this is so different now. Honestly, like the, to to be able to reflect on what you did in the beginning and have a record of that, right? That's the mm-hmm. one thing that mm-hmm. that we have that's unique is that we're because we are trying to report on things that happened already and give our opinions on things that happened already versus like trying to report news. We're not re- we're not really reporting news. We're just giving our opinion about what really just happened. Yeah. The things that we noticed throughout the week versus like some, you know what I mean. So that's the tricky part about it, and we have to try to keep up with that. And we've had to adjust, uh, you know, the, the the time in which. We actually release the show, yeah. we, the topics that we cover versus the things that we don't. Try to be sensitive about like real life issues and not just sports. Bring a little bit of levity to the, those you know might be having a bad day when we talk about the funny things in the beginning of the show and the funny things in the end of the show. And hopefully at this part of the show, you guys are still listening. And we thank you, thank you, thank you. Big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to 
gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 at checkout for 15% off of your entire order. That is TRUEFAN15. Go and get your shirts right now. And don't forget to check out our guy Danny and his crew at ACSI.tech and check out the career section to start an exciting new career in the communications industry. Go to ACSI.tech, that's ACSI.tech, and click on careers to apply today and get your summer in gear. Don't forget to check out the Shy Native Radio podcast, now available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, and Throw MC talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill shit. Go and check them out, and if you get a chance, and if you are a musician, go ahead and submit your music. If they like it, they'll play it. If they don't, you'll never hear from them again, so don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sounds like Facebook. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it is. A uh, special event coming up in August, August 13th, uh, Music in the Woods Music Festival. Uh, this is in Desplaines Big Bend Lake. This is a really cool location. It is a little island in the middle of the lake right there in Desplaines. It's off of Bender and Golf Road. They are doing a big music festival ideal. Mike, Logic, Fury, Green Lights, AM, uh, Early Morning, I Am God. There are so many uh, acts going up there. Sounds by DJ Hunt. Go and check them out. Check out... Um, idealraps.com go and get your tickets we're gonna be there so come out and say hello and say mm-hmm. what's up and uh hang out with your boys yeah this is an all ages event a ticket is needed for ages of 12 and above food vendors and merchandise vendors will be on site for you know food and clothing and yeah. all types of cool shit they'll all, be selling all types of ill shit <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Ronesh Panic Serious Beats and custom made for the beats we play on today's show check out paniconthebeat.com for all your moment merch and gear don't forget to check us out on social media you can find us at true shy fans on twitter and on tiktok find us on facebook instagram spotify hit the dms with your stirring the pot ideas your show recommendations and just tell us what you think about the show you can also reach us at true chicago sports fans at gmail.com all right y'all for big z for sean sierra i'm Rock. we will see you next week for episode 101 until then be good to each other. For the love of sports. Swish. Moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. That's all. Oh, I shouldn't have had those artichoke poppers.